Today on Gamerhead Radio, what is a game but a miserable pile of stealth sections? Gamerhead Radio starts now. Of course, Viking Jesus, Mike Nemitz, the man that's not nominated for an Oscar. But I don't think. Oh, by the way, anything. Mike, you got this letter in the mail from the Oscars. How long have you been holding that? Uh, a couple months. I'm sorry. Oh, should be in Los Angeles right now. Oh no, it's raining there. You don't want to be there. I. Yeah, you're right. I'd, <laughs> I'd rather take fucking seventy inches of snow in the past three months. <laughs> fucking winter. Anyway, <laughs> sorry about my driveway. By the way. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> Fuck him. Also, last week. <laughs> Sorry about your hand. Yeah, my hand still hurts a little bit. Fucking whatever. Charlie's uh, entire outside of his house is a death trap, ladies and gentlemen, because he uh, he doesn't enjoy um, shoveling. I just want to make sure that those who enter are worthy. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I can. You passed the, the test. Moat, Congratulations. Thank you. Wait, I just had to go home. <laughs> Instead of going through all that horse shit? No, you still have to go through the horse shit. Oh, it just looked like you gave up and, like, <laughs> ground maintenance isn't your forte. No. <laughs> and, of course, the people arguing with me in the room. <laughs> this is not arguing. We're this not is friendly arguing with you. You're just here. And you have <laughs> Don't bring yourself uh, into our arguments. The man over by the cold window is none other than Mr. Goat. <laughs> <laughs> And we've gone analog. <laughs> and the man providing his own sound effects for everything tonight instead of the ones we've been using for a fucking year now is Mr. Technotronicorn himself, Charlie Worthley. Candy Madden, Charlie! What can I say? I like to mix it up. <laughs> Did you just say you want to make sit-ups? <laughs> Clearly. That's... No. Okay. I, I said I like to mix it up. Okay, I just... My ears suck, and they come up with some awesome and stuff. And I've been drinking beer, so between the two, okay. you hear funny things, apparently. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a heck of It might be the dehydration from climbing uh, Mount Everest to get here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Coors Light commercials. Yeah. I was half tempted, by the way, when I got because I I got here before Goat did. I was half tempted to walk in the door and be like, Charlie, do you have a shovel? <laughs> Okay, thank you. I would have said yes, and gladly. No, I, I, I was fine, because then go walked in the door, and I'm just like, oh, okay, I don't need to show. In, in fairness, I have not looked outside in two days. I've noticed. <laughs> Your car is covered I thought, in snow, too. I thought there was a light dusting of snow. I didn't know it was like a good, like, three, four inches. Oh, it's a light dusting, if you're 20 feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are not. Speak for yourself. So, anyway. We don't measure feet the same way, do we? <laughs> I have two. They're right here. No, we do not. <laughs> they were in the air last weekend. <laughs> anyway. I'm talking about your heroic uh, stare stunt. Heroic? <laughs> heroic? Well, I mean, I mean, you know, Viking. It's got to be heroic. He took something from, I don't know. <laughs> heroic seemed like the right word. I was walking to my car, but okay. Um, your boat. God, you don't own a car. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> slow week in the gaming industry, except... One of Charlie's most anticipated games, South Park and the Stick of Truth, will be out on March 4th Woo-hoo! this coming week. And I can confirm it's real because we got it at Best Buy and we've got a whole like display for it and everything, but it hasn't been put out yet. Yay. So it's a thing, but... How are they going to do that? They got, what is it, like black tape and a couple faces sticking out of it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go with that. Please Best scan buys. your ID to grab the copy you want. <laughs> It's Best Buy's website that's uh, going to be responsible for mailing me my copy, so we'll see how well they do with that. I did not pay for express shipping or anything like that, so I'm not expecting it day of. No. no you. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you did, you know. Um, Let's just say you won't have to shovel the snow to go get it. <laughs> so in other words, not as good as Amazon, but better than Digital River? Yeah. Right yes. Now. Okay. <laughs> But to be fair, I think those are the complete polar opposites, best and worst of the spectrum. So everything else. Yes. An eBay seller with no feedback does better than Digital River. Little do you know it is Digital River. Oh my god! Anyway. This is going to be such a weird episode, but I don't care. Um, we haven't done a weird one in a while. That's okay. Charlie's, no, yes, we have. Charlie's oh. like half drunk over there. I'm exhausted. I'm not half drunk. He's three quarters. <laughs> anyway, Coat, what did you play this week? Nothing. I didn't play Nothing. anything. No, nope, I had one of those weird weeks where I tried Man. to get into something. You've had those weeks, so you're like, I have, yeah. You're like, ah, oh, I want to. No, that's not it. Oh, I want. No, that's not it either. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, it's Sunday. None of it was it. Great. Man, nothing at all. That, that's. <laughs> Feels like I'm playing nothing at all. <laughs> the I mean, DLC was amazing. <laughs> he, he just paid $1.99 for nothing. Nothing! <laughs> we're making pop culture references like crazy on the episode I don't know tonight. if Death Clock counts we're, as pop we're, culture. We're only six minutes in, and, you know, this is, anyway. I don't know if Death Clock counts as pop culture. Yes, yes it does. To our world, yes. Yeah, but, but pop culture... It's like metal culture, but it's not pop culture. Yeah, it's pop culture. I mean, I would like it if it was. I'm just saying anyway. I don't know. I just got yelled at. Charlie, what did you play this week? Uh, so I finished Pikmin 3. Aww. Well, the main story, I didn't 100% it by any means, because screw that noise. So uh, <laughs> that, that last boss. <laughs> Is that part of the noise? Many Pikmin were lost that day. <laughs> I was glad it was the last boss, because if it hadn't been, I would have been screwed. Yeah, you probably had, like, three guys left at the end, didn't you? Yes, after going back to the ship to refill my hundred yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Were they, like, Howard in the corner the last time? Like, you can't make us go! <laughs> I, um, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. There's not, not much more to say about that. Um, p- people who have taken the time to 100% that game... Power to you. That's all I have to say. Um, put some more time into Donkey Kong um, Tropical Freeze. Uh, Jesus Christ, that game is making me its bitch. But um, but um, I'm taking back. Casually, you said that. But I'm taking back my manhood and my pride one level at a time. And so it's uh, no, that's a good thing. No, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that's adorable. <laughs> but, I mean, Michelle and I are, to be clear. Yeah, we, we, we oh, so Michelle's sex. taking your man. <laughs> that's an entirely different conversation, sir. Uh, oh, <laughs> other things. <laughs> that's also a different conversation. Um, man, yeah, no, seriously, like, all the comments that you guys have heard as far as Tropical Freeze being um, higher in difficulty... 
they are they are under exaggerating. I mean, <laughs> it's entirely possible we just suck at the game. Like that is entirely possible. I always say that anytime I'm having trouble with a game. You probably do. But jeez, thanks. <laughs> the vote of confidence, Dick. <laughs> hey, I'm just speaking as a lifelong Donkey Kong Country fanatic. Have you played the game yet? No. So you have no leg to stand on here. Cool. <laughs> I will. All of the legs. You can borrow it when we're done. No, uh, and but like, I need to own it. Okay, fine. <laughs> and you don't own it yet? Lifelong Donkey Country fan. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy it when it's on sale. Whoa, 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 whoa. In Mike's defense, he's such a hardcore Donkey Kong fan, he's waiting for the patch for the second screen. That will not happen. <laughs> don't tell him that. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, no, it's hard. And um, Is it like Ninja Gaiden of Donkey Kongs? No, not yes. that hard. <laughs> Have you played Ninja Gaiden? Yes. Okay. The original, not black. Um, Any of them really are just... I think so. Okay, because the original was like, oh my... They released Ninja Gaiden black <laughs> so people could actually get past the first level. No. <laughs> I think that's the only game that parents are okay with their 10-year-old cussing at the screen because they understand. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably true. Anyway. And I swung back around to Arkham Origins. Um, I, have, I, I haven't looked to see at my percentage. Um, I am currently going after um, Firefly. Oh, Firefly. That so was a, was I was going after Bane, and I found his lair, and now I was going to go back to the Batcave, but then Firefly came up on the bridge, and so now I've gone to the bridge. And, yeah, yeah, I think I'm you're close the to the end, now. actually. Okay, all right. So probably by the end of next week if I have any sort of free time whatsoever. With any luck. You won't. <laughs> Thanks again for the vote of confidence. You did. Well, with the way this thing's going off the rails, you got like two days of editing ahead of you. Hey, I'm being a little bit liberal here because these news stories are going to be short. <laughs> um, I've been doing almost nothing but grinding through Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 all week. Which... If you follow me on my personal Facebook, you know that... Is he bad. loves it. Oh. Yeah! Just, no! Just, oh my god. That, that's... Uh, but I'll get into that. That's, that's our whole feature today. I'm reviewing Castlevania today, and I don't have many nice things to say about it. Um, after that, all I've got on my backlog right now are JRPGs, and... A literal mountain of them. A literal mountain of JRPGs. <laughs> I posted a picture of them. There's nine of them. Uh, well, eight of them. One of them's digital. Um, uh, so I, I, and then I didn't want to start one of those because there's games coming out within the next two weeks and it's just like, well, JRPGs usually take like, you know, three weeks to a month or whatever, depending on how long they are. So I'm just like, okay. And then I remembered that I had a bunch of stuff on the PC that I haven't gotten through yet. So I played, um, I, I played another episode of the Wolf Among Us. Uh, I played episode two. Decent. Not as great as the first one, but still good. That seems to be the consensus. Um, it was shorter. Um, didn't have as much content to it, but it, it, it was still important. Um, I also played the first episode of The Walking Dead Season 2. How'd that go for you? <laughs> Let me just tell the listeners that the night that I finished the second episode of The Wolf Among Us, I asked Goat how long he remembered the first episode of Walking Dead Season 2 to be. And I said, I'm debating on if I want to start it now before I go to bed or if I want to play it tomorrow. And he said, play it tomorrow because you won't want to sleep after you play it. Uh -huh. And he could not be more right. 
just, just yeah. One of just, those moments where you're welcome. You were like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play this tonight. No, no, you're no, not. No. no. <laughs> the, Broad the, daylight, the, high noon. Oh, 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 oh my God. And I, now you see I'm where I was. I'm never going to be able to get stitches. Yeah. <laughs> no. So th- there's a piece of context that I'm still missing here. So did you wait or not? For C- because he had told you to wait and not play right before oh, you did. go to bed. I did wait until the next day. Okay, all right. Um, that, 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 that particular piece of information no, was no, not I, clear. I, I waited till the next day. That night, instead, I watched like WrestleMania 20 on WWE Network yeah, or something. It was it was one of those funny moments, Charlie, where he I got the message and I was like, I, I couldn't type no fast enough. I, oh, I should, should I play this tonight? No, no, God, no, no, send, send, send. Um, I was going to start uh, Act 1 of Broken Age today. I was debating if I wanted to play that um, when Act 1 and 2 are both out or if I wanted to play Act 1 and then wait for Act 2. Um, but I know Tim Schafer personally, so I tweeted him and I said, what do you recommend? He's like, you're going to have a hard time avoiding sto- story spoilers. Play it now. Plus, I thought Vikings hate delayed gratification. Like, <laughs> he doesn't know his Viking very well. <laughs> So I'm just like, okay, the man himself said to play it. So that's my uh, that's what I'm doing whenever I have free time next. Real quick, um, just it popped into my head while you were talking about uh, Wolf Among Us. I wanted to mention two things for the listeners. One, if the sale is still going on on uh, PSN for PlayStation Three, they're having a big sale on a whole bunch of um, a whole bunch of stuff right now. But I know that you can get the season pass for Wolf Among Us for I think like ten dollars, where normally it's either fifteen or twenty. I forget. And the season pass for season two of Walking Dead, you can get for, I think, $12, which is normally, phenomenal. like I say, either 15 or 20 um, So that's on the PSN side of thing. On the Xbox Live Arcade side of things, they, um, if, you know, if you uh, don't pay attention to these emails, I just got an email from them where they're running a promotion now. They, they started up this Xbox Live Rewards program a while ago where based on, based on doing various things, you can, like, basically earn points, which then you can turn into credit to spend on the store. Right. So various things like renewing your membership, uh, buying stuff, and so on and so forth. Um, they're running a special now where pretty much every season pack that's even semi-relevant right now, Yeah. Um, everything from like Assassin's Creed to uh, the aforementioned Wolf Among Us and uh, and uh, Walking Dead Season 2 and a whole bunch of other stuff. They're running a promotion with these Xbox Live points where when you buy season packs, when you get up to like so many points, you get like another $5 of credit. So if you've been holding off and buying season packs for pretty much Everything that's semi-relevant right now, mm-hmm. uh, go and pick them up now because then you might get five bucks out of the deal. Hey. When I first saw it, I thought it was five dollars for like every season pack you bought. Now I was going to go buy fucking everything, <laughs> <laughs> but it is not. So. Oh, that'd be fun. What, what, what season pack says? I don't know. I, what, I, huh? Why would I? Oh, I have no interest in this game. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind, though, folks, if you're playing, uh, particularly with The Walking Dead Season 2, you want to play it on the same platform you played the original season on because the choices mm-hmm. from your first season carry over to the second season. Yes, they um, do. Yes. I, had, I had a friend of mine ask me about that uh, today when I was telling them about uh, the second season and stuff like that, and they're like, it's on sale on PlayStation Network, but I played the original Xbox. I'm like, play it on Xbox. Yep. You know, so. And make sure you do the 400 days, too, because that... Oh, well, I still didn't fucking do that. goes into that, too. Yeah, whatever. Go back. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It plays into it. I don't want to. Okay. Then you'll be missing out, as long as you're okay with that. I'm okay with that. And also, just going along with the releases, along with South Park, I'll have to be finding time for Season Dead Episode 2 of Season 2 also comes out this Tuesday, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have to find time for that now, too. Since, actually, what the hell am I playing now? I don't know. I'll figure it out. Anyway. A stack of RPGs. But yeah. Then <laughs> fucking whatever. Anyway. So that's what we did this week in games. Let's see what the industry did this week in games. 
number five, uh, if you were one of the six people that still plays games online on your Wii or DS, I hope you're getting ready to be booted off in a couple months. Thank you, Charlie. Again, adding your own sound effects when you're the man with the editing, whatever. Uh, coming in at number five, like I said, um, Nintendo announced that they're shutting down the Nintendo, ne- the part of Nintendo Network that uh, runs the online service for Wii and DS games. Um, they clarified that you know your Netflix will still work, you'll still be able to get to like the Wii Shop channel and you know stuff like that. But if you play, if you're one of those people that just has to play Picross 3D against other people on your DS. You're not going to be able to do that past, I believe it's sometime in May, they announced. Um, So you've got a little bit of time left to get those, um, you know, if if you're one of the people that that just had to play Call of Duty Black Ops 1 on the Wii, um, you have the ability to get those last few matches in with the two people that are currently populating the servers. It's a good thing that Michelle has gotten over her Picross addiction because she would otherwise be mortified by this news. Michelle was huge into both of the Picross games. Really? Yes. That doesn't surprise me. If she still plays um, online. <laughs> I, I know she played it a couple of times. Um, I don't, I don't even know how the game works, so I don't, I'm not familiar with how you could play that online. It's very it's 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 a it's a math puzzle kind of sort of. Oh, um, so I shouldn't play it. Gotcha. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> but okay. Um, it's um. Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't recall ever playing anything online on the, on the DS or the, oh, I, oh, I take that Wait, back. does this involve the last Smash Brothers? Melee or whatever it was? Uh, Brawl on the Wii? Bra- uh, sorry, not a Smash Brothers guy, clearly. Um, <laughs> to be fair, um, the online service for Super Smash Brothers Brawl was horrendous. So. I mean, like, the entire Wii multiplayer system with the codes and everything was horrendous, but even putting that aside... It was still bad? Yes. Like, laggy? Like, what was the problem? Uh, laggy, lots of glitches. Uh, you could never find a match. You know, it was it uh, was a nightmare. It oh, was... Oh, okay. You could tell that it was the first time that Nintendo ever tried to do anything with, like, real online systems with their first-party games and stuff like that. Gotcha. Because it, you could have put together a better network than they did. Well, yeah. <laughs> Google. <laughs> Man, he's not even hiding it anymore. I mean, he's... he's then again, he just got installed that giant 60-foot neon sign on the top of his house that says Google Headquarters. So You apparently have not seen the chest tattoo. I don't want to see the chest tattoo. All I'm saying is nipple to nipple. <laughs> That's just the O's. <laughs> so does the rest of it wrap up? Never mind. Anyway. He's going 3D. I'm not going to ask you to elaborate <laughs> on that just for my own, just because uh, then I don't want the I- image anyway. So yeah, get, get your last uh, matches of Metroid Prime Hunters in. <laughs> that what a horrible game. Anyway, coming in at number four. I don't know if you heard, but Twitch beat Pokemon. Yay! Good job, Twitch. Praise Helix. No man, screw the Helix. It's all about the Dome Fossil. You dirty dome worshiper. Yeah, well. What can I, I say? Whoa, 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 Let's keep our religions to thine selves. <laughs> thine? Yeah, that's how they speak, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Twitch beat Pokemon, uh, what was it? It was Saturday morning? Yeah, wee hours. At our like time. 4 a.m., something like that. It took them a grand total of 16 days and change um, to get from, you know, st- starting the game for the first time to getting to the end credits. 
Are you okay over there? I just the whole. It took him 16 days to get from Pellet Town to being a Pokemon master. <laughs> well, 16 days. Keep in mind, 16 days straight. Bueno. Like, you know, anyone could play a game over 16 days. It's like, oh, I beat Pokemon in two weeks. You know, no, this yeah. was straight. Like, yeah. every oh, second yeah. of every hour of every fucking. A funny thing I noticed apparently, the save files, the game counter. It will only go up to 255 hours and then stop. Because every so often they would go into save and it would say, like, time 255 colon 00. It's just like, okay, whatever. But they got all eight badges. They beat the Elite Four. Um, It took them a couple times to get all the way up to blue and then they beat him and then it had the end. Um, And then uh, this morning, which is Sunday morning for those of you who don't remember our recording schedule, um, they started... Again, with Pokemon Crystal, um, which, you know, is going to be really interesting. I think, particularly, keep in mind, can you imagine if Twitch encounters a shiny Pokemon? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) They'll release it. Because shinies got first introduced in Gold, Silver, and Crystal. I just, I, oh, my God. The internet will explode. And and everyone will be like, no, it's our savior. You know, anyway. But, uh, so, so Twitch beat Pokemon, and almost seemingly in celebration, Netflix started carrying Pokemon seasons on their uh, streaming service the same day it got beaten, which was ironic, but whatever. Real quick, the reason, if anybody's wondering why 255 is the max number of hours that the Pokemon game is able to recognize for the number of hours played, is because 255 is the maximum value representable by an eight-digit binary number. Oh. So, like, when you think about save files and how they're put together, it's like a whole string of, like, yes, I've done this, no, I haven't done this, yes, I've done this, no, I haven't done that, represented in, like, data. And so one of those data elements is for everything. Every, you know, the po- like, you know, there's an element for the Pokemon that you have, the level that they're at, and just, like, your inventory and everything when you think about what save files are made of. Mm-hmm. So when they made, when they were putting together the save file, they had to say, like, okay, and this is the value for, you know, the number of hours that you've been playing for. And right. so apparently they limited it to an to an eight-digit binary number. And so that's why it maxes out at 255, in case anybody was wondering, which nobody was, and I know that, but that's fine. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Technotronicron. <laughs> and now Fun you know. Out. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Anyway. So uh, Netflix started carrying Pokemon. Pork chop sandwiches. Oh, my God. Wait, Netflix started carrying pork chop sandwiches? <laughs> I told you guys Charlie was drunk. Anyway. I'm not drunk. Intoxicated? Happy. Happy. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> um, Netflix started carrying Pokemon on its service. They added the f- very first season, uh, known as the Indigo League, apparently, yep. but just the first season. Um, the and best also, season. Th- huh? The best season. The best season. Um, and also the first season of the Black and White arc. Um, they also added two movies, uh, Pokemon Movie Black and Pokemon Movie White, because apparently there were two different movies yeah. as wait a well. Sec, wait, wait a second. So not the original? I'm, I'm so confused, because what? when I think of the first Pokemon movie, it was the first Mewtwo. Pokemon movie. Yeah. Yeah, the one with Mewtwo. Pokemon the first movie. Is this different? They, they've put out a lot of Pokemon movies. Just only three of them ever made it to theaters in the U.S. So, you... Okay, I understand that I'm familiar with, but you said they put out the first two Pokemon movies, but they're black and white. No, no, no. I said I'm they sorry. put out the first Pokemon season, and then they put out a few Pokemon movies. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I got confused. Yeah, um, I might have said first, and if I did, I apologize. I misspoke. Um, 
Which I wish they'd put Pokemon the first movie on they Netflix. Have it? It, no. Oh, wow. It's amazing. I love that movie. I wish I still owned it. Thank you. <laughs> Apparently you need to drink more often before we do the podcast. Challenge um, accepted. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so if you're uh, dying for something to refuel your childhood, yes, goats apparently on board with Pokemon and Netflix. Uh, I'm already oh. four. I'm already four episodes in. You're farther in than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was this morning's start. I did the math. Uh-huh. Uh The first season's gonna take me 19 hours to get through. Oh, really? There's 52 episodes at 23 minutes apiece in the first season. Yep. Fifty-two. Wow, that's a lot. Yep. Well, weekly episodes. Weekly episodes. Yeah. Back in the day, the series typically don't run for an entire year. This was Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Still, this was this was. was I mean, anime. The only only thing that threw me off about Pokemon back in the day was when it changed from UPN to like Saturday morning cartoons on WGN. Yeah, that was a weird switch. (laughs) Because it ended like right at a moment where like Ash's Charmander evolved into Charmeleon. It's just like great, this is awesome. And then I tuned in next week to see the new episode, and it was like Tom Skilling reporting the weather or something. I'm like, this isn't Pokemon. And then it took me it took me a solid like month. Literally first world problem. (laughs) Well, at least he didn't do that. I was seven. Hey, 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 hey. At least he didn't think Tom Skilling was a weird looking Charmander. Like, this wow. evolution sucks. <laughs> God, he's a fat, bald, white guy. For those of you that don't live in the Chicago area, Tom Skilling is a relatively well-known meteorologist he's in the, the Chicago rock star. area. He's a rock star meteorologist. He's, for he's, 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 he seems like such a cool guy, but weird at the same time because he's a meteorologist, but whatever. But I'm just saying, like, Pokemon is Japanese, of course. And yeah. so, like, animes typically don't even run for an entire year straight. I mean, I, I don't think, like, Naruto or Dragon Ball or any of those, like, have gone, like... An entire year. Dragon Ball, dude. I'll take your word on that. There was... I, I know there's a shitload of Dragon Ball. That's not my yeah. point. My point is that, like, I thought they went in seasons. That, and to be t- fair, took time it, off. didn't it take, like, three Dragon Ball episodes to get anything done? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that, that they, yeah. Stre- so they stretch it out. Yeah, three to five. <laughs> there, were in, there were episodes that were literally 20 minutes of... And then, and then cars revving? <laughs> and then it was tuning next week to see the guy on the other side of the screen do the same thing. And people wonder why I never got into that series. Because apparently nothing fucking happened but yelling. No, that was the original Twitch plays. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> and then the only cartoon series I ever fight. There was points where I literally was like, oh, that's new. Oh no, that's right. That was four episodes. Wait, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I have to go back and watch the episodes. Be oh, that's right. Okay, I'm speed. Anyway, why are we even fighting again? <laughs> I don't remember. It's all because they don't know where he parked his car. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, they, they actually uh, finished that up in Pokemon Double Z Valet Helix. So praise Helix. <laughs> Coming in at number two, <laughs> we reported a couple weeks ago that uh, the makers of Candy Crush Saga, King.com, were suing the creators of 
the Banner Saga Stoic Studios uh, for their use of the name Saga or the word Saga in their name. Um, but we got uh, we got confirmation this week that King.com dropped the candy trademark in the U.S., um, filing for trademark abandonment, saying that well we we've done what we needed to. You know we um, they were trying to uh, apparently specifically they were targeting uh, a game called Candy Crusher. Okay. Which I guess enough. makes sense. Fair enough. You know. if, if the game yeah. itself is even relatively similar, yes, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But, you know, this, this, I, I, you know, me being the ever so slight conspiracy theorist when it comes to stuff like this, wonders if they drop the trademark to try to get any good press back whatsoever. Just because they're just like, hey, see, we're not total dicks. We're going to, we're going to stop being douchebags. No, 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 no. I mean, if you're going to do conspiracy, it's probably because they went through their books and realized they actually do own Candy Crusher. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, we to stop suing them right now. Yeah. Guys, we're suing ourselves. How did, we just got issued a subpoena for... What? <laughs> Who's playing cool games of our games? We are. Okay. All right, guys. New plan. New plan. Drop everything. <laughs> I am of the opinion that anything like this always comes down to money, and so when, oh, of course. They, when they were when they made they realize there's no money in the lawsuit. <laughs> well, that or it was just too expensive to fight the literal hundreds of candy-related games that like came up in the App Store and the Google Play Store in protest to this yeah. stupid trademark. They decided like you know this isn't actually worth it. Never mind. Yeah, remember when Candy Jam came up and they started making indie games that just had nothing but, like, Candy and Saga in the title and stuff like that? Yeah. Not so, oh, that. so it was either uh, we continue it's to make money... It's crazy how that works. Yeah. We either continue they, to make if money that, or was, If that was the source of, like, them dropping the trademark stuff and things like that, it's crazy to think that all it takes is a bunch of internet trolls making making indie games about just nothing, just, just trolling them. That's kind of scary, but... That's how Sopa and Pippa were shot down. I mean, it was the internet coming up and, like, making a voice and actually saying, like, we oppose this. We don't want this to happen. I mean, it can be, it can be something Man, as... Man, the internet is great when they're not trolling each other. Yes. <laughs> that may be the most truest thing ever said by anyone ever. Let that sink in. I'm a genius. <laughs> no, somebody's just going to troll you. Oh... And then that will be the internet oh, not yeah, being so great. <laughs> and then it'll convert. Oh my god! It's like anyway. So yeah. it's like the internet. <laughs> so yeah, suck at king.com. Coming in at number. What am I at? Well, the last one was number two. Oh, this one's also number two. Yes. I thought we I thought we skipped one somewhere. We we kind of did. Well, because because hang on, it'll, it'll all make sense. This is the real number two. Okay. As opposed to the phone number two. <laughs> Remember, my notes are all over the place because oh, yeah, we did yeah, last we did, minute. We, editing, yeah, we so. had a rundown change literally minutes before the show started. Yeah. So, so coming in number two, it, it, actual number two. DJ's notes look like a football plan. <laughs> So we got to attack the X's. Written by yeah. epileptic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Follow the squares. What? Who are the squares? Follow I don't know. squares and football plans. Maybe that's the point. Anyway, coming to <laughs> actual number two, not fake number two. Um, Sony Santa Monica, the studio responsible for such massive franchises as the God of War games. Um, the what? Off a, huh? What, what, what game have I heard of that? <laughs> of course you haven't. Um... 
Sony Santa Monica laid off a ton of people this past week, um, even canceling a new IP that was in the works. We don't know anything about the new IP except that it was a sci-fi style game. And Well, now I'm mad. No, no, no. You, you, you might be even more mad. Apparently, also, Battlestar Galactica writer Michael Angeli was attached to the project. Oh, okay. So, Kratos does space. I need a minute. <laughs> okay, go on. It's okay, it's okay Charlie. I'll be okay. It, 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 it probably would have been a PS4 exclusive anyway. I'll yeah. have South Park within the next few weeks. Everything will be fine. <laughs> I'm sorry you're going to miss Mass Kratos. <laughs> I'd play that and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. It'd be weird. <laughs> Took me a second. You should have said Kratos effect. That may have gotten the point home a little bit better. Eh, good point. <laughs> Whatever. I was like, mass Kratos? Like, are they praying? I don't get it. Ah, I can't. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, I, I really would have been interested to see what Sony Santa Monica was doing with a sci-fi IP, though. Because uh, I th the only thing I can think of off the top of my head that they did was, like... They helped on Twisted Metal, and then they did uh, they did God of War, which are two like totally just like, grr, angry, violent, fucking M-rated games. I want to, you know, I'm just laughing at the way you said that. Like, I want to see what they were doing with it. I just got this mental picture of like five guys like looking at it in the floor, going, "Kick it." <laughs> <laughs> What's that do? <laughs> So our condolences <laughs> to anyone that worked at Sony Santa Guys, I have the greatest idea. We actually call the next game Dead Horse. <laughs> we have a breakthrough. I tie a string to it. It follows me to the break room. <laughs> so, uh, guys, we're founding Gamerhead Studios next month, and our first game is going to be Dead Horse. The re-deadening. No, 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 no. <laughs> you saved it. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, no, that has to be our last game. But no, you, you saved it. Uh, the future is a sci-fi with the Greek mythology and an open world um, mafia. So basically two human. Except instead of Norse mythology, it's Greek mythology. Great. Be, sure. be fucking horrible. Anyway. Special guest appearance by Trevor. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Coming in at actual number one, we thought we'd give you guys a next-gen update, which is, I guess, is now current-gen. Yeah, we can't use next-gen anymore. Fucking whatever. Um, which means stop playing your 360. It's retro. I, did, I had to play Castlevania on something. Sweet. We, wow, that's a weird time thing, if you think about it, because you just got a futuristic retro game. My head hurts. <laughs> Anyway, so a quick sales update, you guys. Uh, the PS4 came out in Japan this past week, and within 48 hours, they sold 320,000 units in Japan alone. That's a lot of units. Good job, Japan. Good. That's especially impressive considering the PS3, in the same amount of time, in 48 hours, back in 2006, only sold 88,000. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, well, it was twice as much. So. Yeah. It, it did cost significantly more. Well, it's nice to see that Japan's actually... Back in their own corner. Well, see, we, we, we're not sure about this because uh, then the PS2, before that, uh, in 48 hours, sold 630,000 units in 2000. Wow, okay. But that was also, like, that, that launched at, like, what, 300 bucks here? So it was, so. like... R roughly around the same there. Um, that was also in the, the so the so the PS4 is selling four times better than the PS3, <laughs> but half as good as the PS2. 
So we're on the bounce back. Yeah. So <laughs> as of February 18th, um, the PS4 sold 5.3 million units, which is impressive considering yes. it was only what three, four months, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Xbox One sold 3.6 million. So PlayStation's in the lead. So PlayStation's in the lead. Okay. Um, now hang on. Wait. I want to say something here. Go on. Aside from me saying it right now, nobody in this room will say the words console war for the rest of this podcast. So help me God, because I'm sick of that term. No, I've been using a council dispute. <laughs> Accepted. I've been I've been using computer entertainment system war. <laughs> no war. War is my problem there. They're both doing really well. Okay, fine. PlayStation has sold more ah, units. They're not all doing well. Oh, they gotta be. The Wii U, is as awesome. of February eighteenth, from launch in what was it, November of twenty twelve? From November of twenty twelve yes. to February eighteenth, twenty fourteen, the Wii U had sold six million units, which sounds great if it launched a year later, like everything else did. <laughs> so, sans time, Wii U's kicking some ass. Uh, yes, <laughs> technically. <laughs> if time was a Sans factor, the thing that matters. <laughs> if time was a factor, Nintendo's just whooping at the top ass. of the leaderboard. Just, just way to go, Nintendo. Uh, um, they're only a year ahead. Yeah. Some head start that got them. Um, maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're the tortoise of this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know we've been teasing our state of Nintendo broadcast for a while, but. It's about, I think we might have to bite the bullet if matches can't make it in and just do it because yeah, it's we need to have a Nintendo good. conversation. It's it's we coming will. to full steam when, yeah. Well, we will. Well, today's Castlevania. Maybe next week we'll figure out Nintendo and stuff like that. Um, but like I said, today today I get to rant about other things that crushed my hopes well, and I dreams. I today. I'm just saying, it's, it's getting to the point right, where I know, it's, I know. it's raised to the fall. I know, I know. You hear that, matches? You need to get your ass in here. <laughs> Have your just people kidding. get a hold of our people who get a hold of their people. Friends and... listen to our friends versus the net. <laughs> wow. That, that's going to get them in here. Yeah. <laughs> Show up at my podcast. I was an ass. <laughs> so it's, it's versus the person that. Anyway. Um, to give you guys a, a good idea, uh, in January, the PS4 outsold the Xbox One two to one. Which. Wait, what? Okay, so for every Xbox One that was sold okay. in January, yeah. two PS4s were sold. Approximately. Approximately. Huh, so every family has three kids. No. <laughs> what? No. That's not what he said. <laughs> what, what? Just let him think. <laughs> At least PlayStation's winning the two older kids. It's the young kid who wants to connect. <laughs> Nobody bought a Wii U, so they don't have any... Special kids. A couple of quick things to note about the Xbox One, by the way. A new firmware update is confirmed for, like, the day Titanfall comes out on March 11th, which will include the improved party chat, etc. Also, wow. uh, allegedly will include Twitch broadcasting, finally. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. They're launching all that the day Titanfall comes yeah. out? I don't know if it's the day, but it's within, like, days. Okay, well, within days and yeah. the day no. is the difference between this is probably going to do okay to... Holy shit, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> Precisely what I brought up a couple episodes ago when we were talking about this. It's like, putting out this major of a firmware update 
days before such yeah. a major release is risky at best. Yeah. Well, so, and yeah. days before, all right, I'll give <laughs> them the benefit. Suicide at worst. Yeah. Yes. I'll give, <laughs> I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for days, but day of is like. That's that's zero zero to negative time of oh it's fucked up we weren't preparing for this. Well, at the very least, Microsoft had taken the step of at least opening up the next version of the um, of the firmware to beta participants. So if you own yeah. an Xbox One, definitely take the time to check your messages inbox because you may have a code to download an app which could possibly maybe get you the firmware update. <laughs> At least this was my experience. This is the best I understood. All I know is that I got a code. Both VJ and I got a code. I, I entered my code, and I got an app, which I opened up, and I did a total of three things. I, op I, I opened it. It said, would you like these updates? I said, yes. And, I, and then it said, here's our terms and conditions. And I said, okay. And then it said, are you sure you want these updates? They may break some things. Which, which any beta will tell you, right. because it's a beta, that's why <laughs> they, they exist. And I said, okay, sure. And then I said, okay, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is like the worst Jehovah's Witness sale ever. <laughs> yes. Have you given into our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Okay, well, we'll let you know if you want I, to talk it to starts you. Back, it starts a step before. <laughs> like, check your mail. <laughs> oh, God, I got one of those flyers again. <laughs> oh, somebody give me a copy of the Watchtower again. <laughs> oh, no, they know I opened my mail. <laughs> <laughs> that automatically means I've been the pool to have somebody come to my door. <laughs> yep. Wow. God. So, oh, yeah. You're so, on the jury and, duty of Xbox. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at the very least, they're, they're betaing the update out, which... Good on them because that is the smartest yeah. thing that they could have possibly done, yeah. um, and no problems so far. So good for that. Well, that's um, good. And it's, it's, I mean, to be fair, it's not like they're overhauling like the entire system. It's, it's, I mean, just. I say just because it's printing. It's, you know, it's, it's, it is very much an integral feature. But, you know, party chat. It is just party chat. Right. So. So. And Twitch streaming, which. You know, it's pretty much constrained to just. Well, no, I guess that would be pretty integral to console functionality. It wouldn't yeah. be just the app being updated. So. Uh, uh, also, I did catch somebody asked if if somebody um, uh, I did catch somebody asked Major Nelson, I think it was, if um, if they would be able to uh, stream anything other than Xbox One games, and the answer is no. So ju just like saying Xbox record that and recording game footage for uploading to you know, uh, you know to the game studio and all yeah. that uh, to the upload studio, right? Um, uh, the Twitch broadcasting will only be for Xbox One games. So I don't think you'll be able to Twitch stream Netflix on the Xbox One, for example. Well, so. I think that's <laughs> breaking all sorts of laws. Yes, on purpose. So yeah. Um, Goat looks disappointed. No, no, I, I understand that. That makes sense to like, hey, like, you know, we have this only thing. do our thing. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, you say it's not that big of a deal, and I kind of disagree for the sheer fact of it's a huge deal. Like between Twitch and Party Chat and Titanfall being the focus, that that that's a big they could like smash this thing it's a big deal for titanfall players which is the but focus. do we know where titanfall is in terms of pre-orders and all that i'm not, the numbers have not been made public no but we know that a lot of people will probably have copies of titanfall because a new bundle quote-unquote bundle was announced 
If you've waited <laughs> until now to get your Xbox One, you might as well wait until March 11th because starting March 11th, the day the Titanfall comes out, you can purchase an Xbox One for $4.99 US dollars. Oh my god, it's on sale. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> and it'll come with a digital copy of Titanfall for free. Digital copy, hooray. D -d -d -dig yeah, digital copy, wahoo. But still, that's that's the game that Microsoft is trying to sell coming free with all new consoles. Does anybody else see a panic flag? Especially, <laughs> especially considering the Titanfall developers have came out and said that we have been having kind of a hard time marketing this game because... <laughs> Think about it. Every time you see a commercial for Call of Duty Battlefield whatsoever, what is the commercial made up of? All of the big story moments of the single-player game. There Which is... no one ever sees because no one ever plays the story. Well, not... Well, <laughs> ha, hello! Except for Charlie. <laughs> Charlie's but... the only guy who requests uh, disc 2. <laughs> <laughs> that's sad, but true. Um, but, but no, that's... But think about it. Well, yeah, you have nothing to sell. I think... Yes, well, I mean, you have I, everything to sell, but nothing to show what you're selling. Right. I, I think when they made the I think at the very least, this situation has proven that a single player is campaign, if nothing more than commercial and trailer fodder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to make a single player campaign just for B-roll for commercials. Yeah. That's... That's well. I mean, what if they what if they decided to do like a pre-rendered trailer for uh, like commercials and stuff like that with Titanfall stuff? They, they don't have to have in-game footage. I mean, companies have done it before. Look at Gears of War. Gears of War had a the very first one had a single-player campaign, a decent one actually. Didn't show any of it. The entire first commercial for it was just that really sad song that got stuck in my head for months and just. Like pre-rendered stuff, it didn't show yeah. any gameplay whatsoever. That's true. That is true. Yeah. They, so could, they, they could do the pre-rendered. Could have done that with Titanfall, but they didn't. I think a lot of gamers are picking up on that, though. I think I think a lot of them are saying like, oh, yeah, when they see something that's pre-rendered, mm -hmm. I, th I think I could be completely delusional here, but I think that the you gaming community <laughs> again vote of confidence, awesome. Would, would you like a hug? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't later. Believe, I wouldn't believe it was genuine. <laughs> it wouldn't fact, be. What if I um, pat your head a little bit? Now we're talking. <laughs> I think that the gaming community as a whole is starting to recognize pre-rendered. There was a point in time, like eh, five, ten years ago, when pre-render was almost a requirement. Because if you put out actual Final... Okay, no, obviously this is more five or ten years ago. If you put out a commercial of actual Final Fantasy VII footage, nobody would have bought it. <laughs> I can pinpoint the exact moment when gamers didn't trust pre-rendered versus in-game footage again. Go on. The Killzone 2 demo. Do you remember the controversy around that? Because they said, oh yeah, it's in-game footage. And then they got the game and it didn't look anything like the demo they showed on stage at E3. And then every, and then everyone's just like, this doesn't look like the game. And then, and then they came out and they're just like, yeah, that was all pre-rendered stuff using a different engine and stuff like that. And so nobody ever trusted trailers again unless, right. they, unless it looked like gameplay to them. Well, that and like you said, Gears of War. It was your example. When yeah. did Gears of War come out? 2007. Okay. It's now seven years later, <laughs> and we are definitely so far deep into either show me pics and didn't happen that pre-rendering <laughs> pre or anything else like that, that nobody believes you anymore. Like it, it has to be the thing, because we have the technology to show you the thing. To That's the point true. now where so many trailers are saying, like, actual in-game footage. Like the fact that they need to—that's true. The fact that they need That's to true. spell that out, you know, and it, like, just proves the point that it's important. 
to say that, like, yes, this is this is this is actually what this game looks like. This is not just some pre-rendered movie. And That's uh, true. Another way of the technology. I'm with them. Yeah. Like I watch it, and this sucks. I'm not buying it. Especially <laughs> for something on. We especially, have the yeah. especially for something on Xbox One or PS4. Exactly. Like a pre-rendered trailer is inexcusable at this point for something on Xbox One or PS4. Yeah. Right. The graphics are so outlandish now. You don't even know what's real and fake anymore. So why would you pre-render something? Well, I wouldn't say uh, the reason that I come up with like pre-rendered stuff. I mean, look at movie trailers. Some movie trailers are formulated so that some scenes in movie trailers aren't even in the actual movie. Yep. It's not too outlandish that the video game industry starts doing that too. What if they just create like scenes and stuff like that? Oh, you're talking like a role. Exactly. But you actual know, but it had to be actual like game play footage well, and see, quotations. What if, what, if what if it's even like what if they like for Titanfall, for example, mm -hmm. what if they created story bits just for a trailer? Yeah. Or something like that. You know, look at look at all the GameStop ads from the last like four years. You know, all of them are like in game stuff, but it's fake stuff happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What if they just took that kind of approach? Well, and they could also spin it too, because then it would be actual screenshot or screen, what is it? Actual s cinemas yeah. from game. Yeah. May not be included in gameplay. Yeah. We're we're Titanfall is just such a mess, and I can't. I what? No matter whether it does good or bad, I can't wait to see how it does in sales and how it does in reception, especially in critical reception, because. This is still something that, you know, a lot of press just hasn't, you know, they feel like they haven't even scratched the surface on it. And I don't know if that's because the game really doesn't have any depth to it whatsoever, or if it's just, like, they're holding all of this back because they don't have any confidence in it whatsoever. I think that for major franchises like this, like, look at Halo, for example. Like, with the Halo, you have this entire expanded universe. You have novels. You have all these spinoffs. You have, I think... God, those I novels were so good. Thank you. Like the, the, the fact, the fact that this very well done expanded universe exists, you have to have characters oh. that you care about. You have to have worlds and stories and settings and things that you care about to be able to have bases for coming right. up with the with this expanded universe. And the, and Titanfall doesn't appear to have yeah. any of that. I mean, I, you know, we can't say that for sure yet. Like the, the developers, because, but we haven't seen anything that suggests that you know it's got the you know the the, the back the backing to I it. I think it was. You know, I, I'm just ballparking here, just based off of what I, what I remember. But I think it was round about six months after the first Halo came out, where, where we started seeing, like, I think the first novel came out. Like, I could be Something way off like on that. that, but that feels right to me to say that. You know, so it'll, you know, it, 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 it takes. My, my, my point here is that it's like we've been saying, like we've said this episode, like we've said in previous episodes, like Titanfall is such a monumental gamble to have such a critical piece of Microsoft strategy be multiplayer only like VJ said like I just I'm 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 just shy of terrified to find out what's going to happen here because I can't I, if, I, if, I cannot if, see it going if, well if I worked at Microsoft Game Studios I'd be looking for a new job right now <laughs> that's how that's how much confidence I don't have in Titanfall yeah. just because it's such a risk such a gamble it's and unbelievable the other side of it it's is stressing that, me out and I don't even I'm just a gamer <laughs> the other side of it too is, is like I, you know I don't I'll, clearly I don't have any personal stake in Titanfall at all but if Titanfall does as well as Halo and Call of Duty I worry about the future of single player campaigns and games like that yeah because well, if studios say like you know we all we have to do is put together the physics engine, put together all this you know like you know the weapons and balance it and everything, I like put together the, all and the then, multiplayer, and then, and then suddenly or in five to seven years, you know suddenly all the games on the market are just reskinned multiplayer and shooters. And we can cut our budget 
uh, our development budget in half and still sell as many copies? Suddenly no more voice acting, no more story writing, no more anything. I, guys, I want to cry. Where, where, where were you guys in, like, 99? 99? Yeah, 99. like... Quake and Counter Strike and all See, those that. Are, those were different because all those no, the multiplayer wasn't really that thick, <laughs> and that's what really got pushed forward. I mean, they still had they still had these like, you know, I don't know, things like Quake and stuff like that. I mean, it just. It was a lot easier to produce back then. You yeah. know, I mean, it, someone could take you know a couple grand and throw it on uh, you know throw it on a disc and uh, distribute it. You know, yeah. uh, stores and stuff like that, and you're done. Yeah. Something like Titanfall nowadays, literally millions of oh, yeah. dollars. But I'm just... saying, like the culture, the culture for multi for first person shooters is as, as soon as it was available has always been multiplayer. I think the difference now is that uh, we see, especially like first person shooter multiplayer and stuff, is much more mainstream now. Thanks yeah. to Call of Duty and Battlefield and stuff like that. You know, back in the days of Quake and Doom and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it was really, really, like, the geek crowd and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, now, everyone, like, I think there's an average of, like, three Call of Duty games per household in the oh, U.S. Yeah. But I'm saying, <laughs> God, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is the fact that, like, that's what they want is multiplayer. And, and right now, as we know it, I mean, come on, the single player in the last Call of Duty was, what, Disc 2? Yeah, I know right. it was Battlefield. I don't know about or Call ba of Duty. Or Battlefield, whatever. Yeah. But it's already right as we stand now. Without Titanfall, even in open wild, the the mo the single player is about really on the path to extinction for first person shooters. That's what I'm scared of. I don't want that to happen. I'm not a multiplayer gamer. I'm not. You know, it's like I you know we talked about it before. I played the Titanfall beta and it was fun, but I was missing the story and the tutorial made VJ and I want for a story more than anything else. Yeah, bo both Charlie and I got done with the tutorial. It was just like, wow, this seems like it would be really cool if this had a single player story or a campaign or something. And then it's just nope. Here, here's robots. Go smash the shit out of each other. Well, yeah, it's just <laughs> like, all, I mean, yeah, don't no, get me yeah. wrong. I love robots smashing the shit out of yeah. each other, but just like, come on. But then again, you guys are so you guys are losing a genre. You guys don't play sports games. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Same thing. And it's <laughs> but but how long until this becomes the norm for other genres? You know, look at there's like, really not much they can do with other genres. I think we're safe. But look at like RPGs, my favorite genre. Mm -hmm. Suddenly everything's an MMO where you have to create your own story. Okay, I, I am not but, okay with that. I don't well, think that's gonna happen. Okay. I think I think the saving grace on that particular point is that World of Warcraft is an undisputable success. When did World, War, World of Warcraft come out? Yeah, a long changed. freaking time ago. Yeah, like and that hasn't hurt the single player RPG industry. Well, so that, uh, I think at, at the very least, just to you know play advocate for a second. No, that's mm -hmm. true. That's yeah. true. I didn't think about that. Well, yeah. that and there's so many different genres and so many different facets too. You're talking about a very very simple thing yeah. with an uh, FPS, an RPG. Little bit more detail. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll give you that. And, and, it's, it's just like, going to turn into the Maddens. They're just going to be like, they, they already have. They're just going to keep pumping them out year by year. Oh, yeah, and they make it a yeah, Look at Call of Duty. So, I mean, and basically it's going to be like Madden. It's the same game. It's been the same game for 25 well, years. But not, Madden's <laughs> never had Roughly. a story. There's never been a story there that they've gotten rid of. So, I, yeah. I understand your point, but. but, it, and but that's, that's where it's at, though. With, I mean, sports players never. Well, okay. Some they, sports players never and mourned. And technically, Madden does have a story. Not to interrupt, but that does have a story because they have that whole like build your team and manage your. That's point. not a story. Mm, it's about as big as a campaign. I mean, there's no characters and plot and plot twists and yeah. so on and so well, forth. Well, technically, I, 
Matches would argue with that, yeah. but that's not a story. <laughs> you have player he, trades he, and he stuff said, like that. He stopped by my work the other day, and he told me all about how he wanted to move his football team to London, and how yeah. he wanted to change the name but couldn't, and how they were all like yeah. racist and stuff like that. It was the greatest yeah. thing. It, it's a lot more in-depth than you think, Charlie. Okay, okay I resent. I resent. <laughs> Just say But it's the same idea. It's not the main part of the deal. It's the... And that's where campaigns are going. Is It's on the back burner. It's like, oh, what's this? Yeah, I guess we could do that. I've made this comparison before, and I guess I guess this is where I'll end my, my, my discussion on the matter, is that, to me, Battlefield and Call of Duty and those type of games, they're my Jerry Brockheimer movies. They are not good movies. <laughs> they are never going to win Oscars, but they are hell of fun to watch, and I don't want to give them up. That's really all I'm saying. Yeah, so we'll see. And in a couple of years when there's not a single campaign mode in any first-person shooter whatsoever, Charlie and I will just get together and cry and play Bioshock Infinite over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Like you guys have your land parties with Halo now. So. But, no. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that happened. Good discussion, guys. Yeah. So good job, PS4, on selling all your Not consoles. Sucking. And good job Xbox One on also selling all your consoles. Yeah, you guys are doing good. Yay. I'm proud the Silicon of Storm continues. And Titanfall, seriously? Bitch and statue. I, hope I, re- I No, I really hope you do suck. Oh, <laughs> you're hurting Titanfall's feelings. No, they're going to drop it. a 20-foot mech on your house now. <laughs> that <laughs> might make it okay. <laughs> I'm with Charlie on this. Because I really want that statue because it's ridiculous, but $60 is my thing. So did, you guys, did you guys see, by the way, apparently a coupon was going around in uh, Best Buy emails and stuff like that? No. From Best Buy to emails, not in whatever. Anyway, okay. <laughs> where if you were a Gamers Club Unlocked member and you pre-ordered Titanfall, you got a free upgrade to the Collector's Edition. That's a bad sign, is what that is. Yeah. Wait, hold on. You, so so now it's for $60, 60 bucks, dollars, you, you get, get a fucking 18-inch tall statue and all the works... That's originally $250. That is Titanfall developer saying, thanks for believing us. Go tell all your friends. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is a powder keg with, like, I I think it's like Wile E. Coyote from the Looney Tunes (laughs) holding the powder keg and the powder going across and Roadrunner is just like, so do I drop it or not? (laughs) No, I really... have some Photoshop work to do when I'm home. No, I'll, I'll just leave it as I want my single-player first-person shooters to stay around, so I am at the point now where I hope Titanfall fails. I mean, really is where yeah, I'm fuck at. fuck you, Titanfall. <laughs> you never call anymore? We haven't seen each other in months? Wait, hang on. No, no, anymore? No, no. That's not even, no, no. That's not even the right thing. This is YouTube being, get off my lawn, Titanfall. I'm not listening to your new crap. <laughs> Will you turn that crap off? We're gonna go listen to more Slayer. <laughs> coming, coming from the guy who was super ecstatic last week for the Doom beta. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly Fucking Doom is announced Doom. to be multiplayer only. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna go cry. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of disappointing games. <laughs> The feature today is all about Castlevania, so let's get to it. So 
So today we're reviewing Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. Now, to bring you up to speed, the first Lords of Shadow, I've mentioned it here before, the first Lords of Shadow game released about four years ago and was a fucking masterpiece. Everything the game did was near flawless. The graphics, the amazing soundtrack, the characters, one of which was voiced by Sir Patrick Stewart, the story, the memorable boss battles, the amazing level design, everything about it was just... Amazing! It made it into my top five games of all time, and that's not something that I take very lightly considering I've now played like 940 games in my entire life. I'm still keeping track. <laughs> that is awesome and depressing. Depressing. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Every time I have a game, I'm just like, I'm really proud of this. I shouldn't you be. You know what you should do when you hit a thousand? Huh. Go outside. Probably. <laughs> No, the sun's out there. I don't like that. <laughs> so the first Lords of Shadow game was a masterpiece. Mirror of Fate on the 3DS and later re-released for PC and uh, the 360 and PS3. You know, still a great game. Brought back the traditional Castlevania side-scrolling thing with the combat, the with the smooth combat that the first game was known for. Not as groundbreaking, but still well built. You know, it, it was supposed to bridge the gap between Lords of Shadow One and Two. It was decent. I, I, I really enjoyed it. A lot of people didn't. It's like Channing Tatum. It's like not groundbreaking, but well built. <laughs> sure. Let's compare a Castlevania game to Channing anyway, Tatum. Channing Tatum. <laughs> So it really pains me to say, as someone who has both of the Lords of Shadow, both of the original Lords of Shadow games sitting on my shelf proudly, that Lords of Shadow Two is a complete and utter disappointment. In complete and utter, really. Complete and utter. Yes. Wow. So like, like totally opposite of the first one. I mean, well, let's let's get a little bit more into this. I mean, yeah, let's get into this list of Lords of Shadow Two. Yeah, I wrote notes this time. I'm proud let's of myself. Let's get into this list of VJ's so cons. Lords of Shadow Two has some redeeming qualities, but it's going to be really tough for you to be able to justify playing through the entire game in order to just. So it's a hard sell. Were it's, they different development teams or they studios? They were not. They were both. All three games, the uh, handheld one and the two Lords of Shadow games, were all developed by Mercury Steam, the same development team. Wow. Now, I don't know how many people changed hands between the four years and between the two main console games. Like the director? I, like, have you looked into that at Dave all? Dave Cox is still the main guy. Uh, the, the, same, uh, the same director is behind the team and everything like that, so there shouldn't have been that many differences. Wow, okay. So, the story in Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2... Hang on. Before I get started on talking about the story, this review will contain spoilers for Lords of Shadow 1... Although the game did come out four years ago, I think the statute of spoilers is getting a little bit dusty at this point for a game that's four years old. And it's really not surprising at all, given how Lords of Shadow 2 begins. I think the uh, the spoilers thing is once it's for sale under 30 bucks, yeah. <laughs> Under $10. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> so at the end of Lords of Shadow 1, Gabriel Belmont, who you played through as the entire game became Dracula. He fell asleep for lifetimes and eventually ended up waking up in what looked like a modern day just like metropolitan area. So I'm sorry, Dracula is a title? I'm confused. When you say he became Dracula. He started become he started calling himself Dracula. Like the events at the end of Lords of Shadow 1, Gabriel had to he he basically had like 
he had to give himself tainted blood from another like a witch or vampire person. I'm trying to figure out how to explain it the best. Um, and that basically made him undead. So, and then he just called started calling himself Dracula. This is this is supposed to be like a whole different origin story than like the other Castlevania games or anything else like this. That, that's the point of a reboot. So he's not quote unquote Dracula. He's just taking up the mantle of Dracula, so to speak. He's the only Dracula in the Lords of Shadow world, so it works for me. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> so that was how Lords of Shadow 1 ended. Lords of Shadow 2 picks up right where that left off with Gabriel waking up as Dracula literally centuries after he fell asleep in his castle to a modern era where a city has been built on the foundation of his old castle. Gabriel finds out from his old friend Zobek, who has one of the strangest names I've ever seen in a game ever, but he's voiced by Patrick Stewart, so it's okay. He, oh, he reprises his role in the second one? He does reprise his role. Both uh, the, the two main voices, uh, Robert Carlyle uh, reprises his voice acting as, really? uh, yeah, as uh, Gabriel Belmont slash Dracula, who's really good, I might add. And of course, Patrick Stewart. Robert Carlyle, that's awesome. And, of course, Patrick Stewart reprises his role as Zobek, and he's also very good because he's Patrick Stewart. Does he say make it so at some point in these games? He, he does not. Good. That's good. <laughs> we don't want to be mixing fandoms That's here. what I'm saying. I'm just making sure that they, they knew where the line was. So, wait, Robert Carlyle was in the first game also? He was. I have more of a reason to play this game now. The voice acting in both games is fantastic. So. Not the least of which is that you have given me a copy now, literally, of the first game. So... <laughs> I feel obligated at this point. Well, you know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're here to hear the first game to be played solely based on voice acting from Charlie. <laughs> Not the first, no. <laughs> so Lords of Shadow 2 begins with Gabriel waking up as Dracula in the modern era, Zobek telling him Satan's acolytes have been trying to raise Satan again. After the events of the first game in which you fought him, etc. So this is like a Tuesday night thing? Apparently, okay. yeah. So for thousands of years, Satan's acolytes have been, you know, hoping that Dracula is asleep because the apparently the only person that Satan is afraid of is Dracula, which... Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. yeah. So Zobek says there's a, there's a corporation that's housing these acolytes... And they're Satan's trying, gone corporate? Apparently. You know, okay. th 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 this whole thing has a Resident Evil vibe to it, where uh, there's this evil corporation that's like working with like chemical weapons and stuff like that, and uh, it, it, it's weird. But Zobek tasks you with saying... He knows what Gabriel wants. Gabriel just wants to have just eternal rest, because all he can think of is his wife and child that he kind of messed up in the last game, but that's like God of War Syndrome. <laughs> so, Zobek says, I will personally deal the deathly blow to you myself if you will help me take down Satan's acolytes. And Gabriel Belmont, having no other choice than to live forever and live these horrible dreams every night, says, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, he's got free time. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's only been asleep for thousands of years. Yeah. So, what's cool about Lords of Shadow 2, as opposed to the first game, the first game took place in a lot of, like, fantastical areas, like forests and mountains and castles and stuff like that. This game actually switches back and forth between the modern era, in which you're in, like, factories and city streets and, you know, stuff like that, and you'll occasionally go back to the castle in order to get, like, upgrades and stuff like that, because there's these portals that you'll go back and you'll be able to talk to old characters, and there's this weird, like, creeping blood thing that'll keep saying, no, man. Master, you have to stay here with us. And it, it's 
really fucking creepy. But that's that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but that's how the story goes, and that's something that I was really looking forward to. I really wanted to see, you know, a Dracula in a modern setting, and it's not something that Castlevania fans are a stranger to. Past Castlevania games have done a semi-futuristic setting with whips and chains and, and Dracula and stuff like that before. So the fact that they're kind of reprising that is interesting to me. A little S and M, but yeah, okay, something like that. <laughs> um, the thing that bring, that keeps bringing Gabriel back to the castle is he keeps seeing flashes of his family, his wife and child, and occasionally he'll have, you know, a vision of his child that says, you know, just close your eyes, father, and then suddenly he's back in the castle and he has to go fight something because his son asked him to and stuff like that. It's not quite as emotionally powerful as some of the events in Lords of Shadow One, because a lot of the a lot of the characters, they seem to be a lot less deep than they did in the first game. And it's really, something that's really disappointing because you grow really attached to the characters in the first game. But in the second game, you know, I mean, Gabriel went from being this guy that you could kind of sympathize with because he was fighting, like, for his family and stuff like that to protect his family. In the second game, he's just... A guy. A guy that's just so it got fighting real Satan. It got know? really shallow on you? It, it all the characters seem to have a lot less depth to them, and it's something that I'm kind of disappointed with. So, would you say that most of your complaints were with the writing? Um, yes and no. I mean, there are some really good spots in the game. Like, uh, there's a there's a twist towards the end, which I obviously won't give away here. There's a twist towards the end that I legitimately, uh, audibly said, "Wow," you know, <laughs> when it happened and things like that, because I I know some of the. Uh, I remember some of the lore between the other two games and stuff like that, and I just knowing everything that happened and seeing like characters and things like that. It really like I don't want to say blew my mind, but pretty close. So it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. I mean, there's definitely some spots that are you know worthy of the legendary Castlevania name, but the those moments are unfortunately far and few between. I mean, the great thing is that there's it's a great setting. Like I said, you switch back and forth between the modern and the 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 like ancient castle-y area area yeah area. I said that right. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's pronounced Aria. Aria. I'm sorry. <laughs> arena. What? There's arena multiplayer. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what's missing. It's still still this campaign crap. Um. You shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> a lot of the bosses actually aren't quite as memorable, too. I mean, there's a couple, like the Toymaker boss in the middle of the game. I don't think I'll ever forget that boss battle just because of how unique it was and how unique the setup for it was. But others are just like, you walk up to this demon, and suddenly you're fighting this demon. Whereas in the first <laughs> game, it was like, you know, you're walking along a mountain, and suddenly this giant pile of rocks assembles into some kind of 30-foot-tall ice giant in front of you that you have to shadow of the Colossus up it. You know, the the, the the boss battles and all the characters in general seem a lot weaker in the second game. So, so is it safe to say that this is stereotypically a sequel? Yes and no. I mean, it does carry on the story and stuff like that, but it just it it but, doesn't feel like as much attention to detail went into the important characters. I mean, there are a couple smaller characters. Like once you unlock the merchant, you free him and you're able to buy upgrades through him and stuff like that. He's actually really adorable and lovable and like he's got this whole backstory and it's just like I'm interested in this character. But he's just a merchant, you know, just stuff like that. You, so you never hear anything other out of him ever again except for can to buy something else, sir, you know, just stuff like that. 
So um, it falls directly into like your like when I say the sequel syndrome, like the the whole the first one was amazing, the second one second one couldn't live up to it. Yeah, wasn't even close. Maybe maybe half we'll see, of what the, the greatness. The story isn't my big the story and the setting and all that stuff isn't really my biggest complaint yeah. with the game. Well I'm just saying as a whole. Right. I mean, it it the the whole the, the entire game feels less polished than the first one. I mean, I knew I I was a little bit concerned when the first game on 360 came on two discs. Second one came on one. Yeah, that's the red flag, yeah. And the second I I hear it has something to do with the fact that cutscenes are rendered in game in the second game and as opposed to the first one which was, you know, pre-rendered and stuff like that and uncompressed and whatnot. Well, that was the same thing with Final Fantasy 13 though, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I hear it has something to do with that, but I mean, you, there are noticeable, like, you know, uh, like there are a couple of areas that just kind of seem recycled from other places, but just like, you know, painted differently, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Um, but the gameplay is really where the game kind of starts to falter much more noticeably. The combat is still the same lightning quick, buttery smooth, you know, finger licking good combat from the first game. Hang on, whoa. <laughs> Are we talking about lightning returns again? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <Careful. laughs> so, anyone who's ever played any kind of action platformer whatsoever, like God of War or, you know, even kind of Devil May Cry, stuff like that, really quick combat. You're supposed to be able to rack up combos and do different attacks and stuff like that. You have different weapons at your disposal. Castlevania Lords of Shadow, both 1 and 2, and technically Mirror of Fate on the 3DS, are like that. And the, the combat is still very smooth. You actually get the added, um, the void and chaos magic from Mirror, from Mirror of Fate, which adds, like, ice and fire attacks. Um, that wasn't in the original game. So you've got a little bit more variety as far as attacks and things like that. The chaos magic is used for breaking down enemy shields, whereas the void magic um, is used for kind of sucking health out of your enemies and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different things that can go into combat. And, of course, you, all the while you're gaining experience as you take down enemies so you can upgrade your abilities, you can get new, you know, you, you can upgrade your mastery level, as it's called, and things like that. Um, so you continuously get stronger and get all these cool attacks. And it's so cool once you've mastered combat. I don't think there's any greater feeling than being surrounded by half a dozen enemies, seeing one attack, countering it perfectly so that everything goes in slow motion for a second while you hit that, uh, while you hit that counter attack. You take that guy down, he's stunned. You take down another guy, you counter another guy. It's really, really satisfying once you've actually got the basics down and everything. What you're describing is a lot of what I relate to, like, the Arkham games. Like, the combat, like, mm -hmm. being able to chain, like, you know, like, like combos together, like, right. in the Arkham games. Mm -hmm. Would you say, would, I, I don't know if you got the same thing. Is it kind of like that? The Arkham games are a little bit... The Arkham games are a little bit more like one-on-one -on -one while still keeping an eye on your surroundings. Castlevania is a little bit more crowd control to where you have to be balancing multiple enemies at the same time. Batman is a little okay. bit more like you can focus on one guy unless someone it's else like, attacks I'm hit you. that guy. Now I'm going to hit this guy. Now exactly. I'm going to hit this guy. Castlevania is like, I'm going to hit all these guys. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it's like Matrix mode is what I call it. Kind of, yeah. Um... But things kind of... The only time I ever got a monkey wrench thrown into combat was when you start getting, like, different kinds of enemies. Like, you know, the... the Monkeys with wrenches. <laughs> you laugh, but there are actually demons that are wielding, like, giant wrenches and pipes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay, well, that worked out better than I anticipated. <laughs> 
No, I'm talking about like your standard. You'll occasionally you'll fight like your standard demon. You know, there'll be maybe like two or three of them, and then suddenly there's this really bigger demon. And sure, you can work it to your advantage where the bigger demon starts attacking the smaller ones just because friendly fire is not not you know a thing for them or something like that or it is rather um but it gets to be kind of a hassle because you're trying to focus on the big guy and then the little guys are starting to attack you there's really no you know it it, it seems a little too chaotic and i don't know if that was what they were trying to go for if they were trying to really make it difficult and try to make you master the combat system so that you could take out multiple guys at the same time but that's what it ends up being so it sounds like on the whole, you were pretty happy with all of the gameplay mechanics. No. <laughs> I was happy with the combat. I'm glad they only added a couple small things to the combat because I didn't want them to touch anything from the first game. But I got really pissed off out, and, and you guys haven't seen this, but on my notes, I've scribbled in death writing motherfucking stealth sections. <laughs> so you really like the stealth of what you're No! <laughs> Oh, I thought the exclamation point was for happy. So here's the thing, guys. I'm going if I ever create if I ever do one of those features where we do like the Ten Commandments of video games and stuff like that, the very first one is going to be Thou shall not be a stealth game if you're not marketed as a fucking stealth game. In, in all fairness, they're all gonna be number one, guys, just so you know. <laughs> So here's the thing. The original Castlevania was great because it had the combat mixed with puzzle sections. And the puzzles were clever and, you know, they... Sure, they made you slow down a little bit, but they were, you know, legitimately enjoyable. What Castlevania has always been. Exactly. The problem with the second game is that those puzzles are pretty much gone in favor of these sneaking around sections where you have to sneak around enemies that are much bigger than you, occasionally as a rat. What? So I've seen this. You, you haven't seen this, Charlie? So, no, uh, I don't know anything about okay. this game. Okay, so apparently you're a rat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> All right, let him explain what's going on, and I'll tell you my take on it. Okay, so the way these stealth sections usually work is that you know you've entered into one when suddenly you can't attack or jump or do anything. Also, Dracula is in this weird, like, half-crouching Also, he's a rat? <laughs> no, 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 no. Here, here's how it works. There's these giant giant enemies that the first time you see one, Zobek tells you through some sort of telepathy, he's too powerful for you. It's like, okay, that's fine. I just woke up from a 2,000 year nap. I'm totally fine <laughs> with him being too powerful for me. When you say giant, are we talking like colossi giant? Not colossi giant. Okay. Like tw twice your size giant, but not colossi giant. Okay. So you walk up to one and you're dead. Like, you won't be dead instantly, but there's no way you can escape from them. So what do you instead need so to do? So this isn't self-optional. This is you get caught, you're dead. Yeah. Okay. And uh, keep in mind, folks, that continues throughout the entire game. Even towards the end, when you get really fucking powerful and you feel like you could take on the world's best army single-handedly and stuff like that, still can't fucking touch these guys. <laughs> so this is not like Wind Waker, where it's like one part of the game where you have to hide behind some bushes. No. This is consistently from start to finish throughout the entire game. Well, that's annoying. So the way you usually get around these guys... You can possess them for a short amount of time if you manage to sneak up behind them and hit a button. But then they start walking around like they're drunk. And as Goat pointed out to me, it's just like, these guys should probably, you know, get a hold of OSHA. You know? <laughs> <laughs> these guys are clearly drunk on the yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> so the way, the, the way this works out is you can either possess them to get through doors and 
eventually your blood kills them from the inside or something like that, which, okay, whatever. It's, you know, creative <laughs> freedom. I get it. The other way to get around them is you'll find these dark portals hidden in shadowy areas in certain parts of the stealth levels and stuff like that, in which you literally turn into a group of rats. And I then don't. once you're a group of rats... I... How, did you say how? I, I don't understand. He's Dracula. He can do fucking whatever. I, I'm, okay. This is new to the lore for me. <laughs> so you're a rat. Actually, you're a head rat. And you're also... You're not helping. Hold on, hold on. Oh, no, this gets weirder. Because I, I did the same thing. So you're the head rat running a group of rats who are all you. I, yeah. Yeah. I, so, I, but here we go. So, all right. <laughs> And they're organized. They are clearly organized. Like, you have, like, the, uh, basically a, a bowling pin setup of rats cruising the floor, right? These guys... So they're in formation, is yes, what you're saying. Yes, okay. yeah. <laughs> These dudes can see you and kill you, but don't put together that there's formated rats to, run, to, to be running down on the floor, doing shit like, I don't know, opening doors. Chewing and, on wires. Yeah. You know, atta attacking like, I'm sorry, so you're sitting there minding your business and, I don't know, say eight rats go by in formation. Like, not a red flag? To, to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> I'm just, you know. To be fair, the enemy's necks and collars are so large, they probably can't look down. Hold on. <laughs> Counterpoint to that. Because if you get too close to them, they'll squish you. And they say, so they can see you. Maybe it's just an accident. Wait, squishy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on purpose or accidentally? No, to be like, no, oops, no. I stepped on rat. No, like, <laughs> that's not exactly yeah. how they sound. If you get too close, they say, what is it, infernal beast? And stomp you. Yeah. <laughs> so they know you're there. But eight, eight rats in a triangle, no big deal. You know what this is sounding like to me? me? You know what this is sounding like? You know how with um, Deus Ex Human Revolution, you know how like the boss fights were created by a completely different, like I think even studio, at the very least team, than the rest and so of the it game. Felt really disjointed. <laughs> and like they didn't make any sense, and didn't fit the context of the rest of the game. And like you know, because the entire game of like Deus Ex, you could you could choose how to play through it. You could go the action route, or you could go the stealth route, or you right. could like. You know, there were, there were multiple ways to finish a level, but the boss fights, it was just the boss fight, and you had to shoot the boss until he was dead, and that's how you beat him. Well, until they put out the patch, like, two years later. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> right in time. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It sounds like these, like, weird stealth sections were made just by, like, the interns in the basement. <laughs> hey, what are you guys doing? Well, we're see, papers. See, Make a stealth thing. mode. I've seen a couple people online, uh, you know, argue that these are supposed to be, like, puzzles, but... Okay, all right. I'm just saying self-aware here. Here's the thing. Here, here's, here's my counter-argument to the puzzle argument. There comes a boss fight, and this is, this, is, this is the... I've seen every single review I've read that is not my own, obviously. Well, even my own, technically, because I'm talking about it now. Every single review I've read of Wait, the game... You didn't write it either. I've got fucking notes here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every single review I've read of the game has mentioned this, except for one, and I suspect they didn't even make it this far. So there comes a, there comes a part in the game, midway, when you fight a lesser demon known as Agrius. Agreus, however the fuck you pronounce his name. Oh, this is that situation. This is this is <laughs> this is the status I put up that freaked out goat because when I finally got past this part, I said "fuck you, Agreus," and your stupid fucking goat face. And goat's like, "What did I do?" <laughs> yeah, it was like death threaty. I was like, "Oh, what? Do I still have a job?" <laughs> Hello. So, so I, w I want to paint a picture for you here. Not literally. Oh. <laughs> 
I was, so, looking, I was waiting for your afro and like the beautiful forest to appear behind you. It's happy trees. <laughs> <laughs> so when you meet, how do you know that? Oh, the internet. Never mind. <laughs> So when you meet Agraeus, he's angry at you for killing his brother in the previous game. Understandably. <laughs> okay. When you meet him, you're trying oh, you're to... that guy. <laughs> when you meet him, you're trying to get an object back for the vision of your son. Uh, sure, what? understandable. It, it'll all make sense if you ever play the game, which I suspect you won't after this review. <laughs> and if he does, he'll forget this review in ten years when he plays it. So the entire first part of the level is another stealth section, and it tells you, don't step on the dead leaves, otherwise Agraeus will hear you and he'll come attack you. And then you look around, there's only maybe, between point A where you start and point B where you have to end, there's maybe three spots where there's not leaves on the ground. Your entire method of getting from point A to point B is climbing on these like chest-high rocks, managing to fall just directly in these spots that don't have dead leaves. And also, and it doesn't make this very clear, using your mist form, in which you don't step on the leaves, but you can't stay in mist form very long. And it wastes magic and stuff like that. You also have Agraeus himself walking around the map, so if you come into, like... If he can see you, if you're not hiding behind something when he comes near you, suddenly you'll hear the most annoying, and then he'll come towards you, stab you in the chest with his staff. You'll get engulfed in a tornado and start back at the beginning. So you also have to distract him by throwing daggers at these bells that are at the very beginning of the level so that he goes over there and you're just like, okay, just going to go over here. And then you have to do the mist and the jumping and the activate a switch and then run back to the door and stuff. And then fight him. Well, you fight him after that, but uh, you don't have to fight him during the stealth part. But that's what I'm saying. The, all, the, the, actual fight, the, the actual fight with him is actually really easy, saying, so I won't fault that. I'm just saying, all the bullshit you just did is to eventually just fight him. Yeah. Wow. This <laughs> one part of the game, one level, not even like a different load screen between point A and point B, one part took me three fucking hours. Wow. When you can find a perfect playthrough on YouTube of someone who's practiced the thing for probably three hours or more, they got through it in four minutes. <laughs> it, uh, Every so. single person I know who's played this one part of the game has taken at least two hours in order to complete this one section. So they really had the interns <laughs> playing a big role in the development of this game it, is what it, it sounds was, like. It was... I I can't even fathom how this part got... It's not even fun. Like, I'm okay with recognizing... <laughs> I, I didn't get that, Mike, when you were like three hours no, and no, I almost no, no, killed see, someone. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can recognize when something is supposed to be challenging. I won't enjoy it, but I'm okay yeah. with that. This isn't even challenging. It's unfair because the the thing that gets you is that it tells you, well, you can see Agraeus on the mini-map and he changes color depending on his awareness of you. It's like, great, the mini-map is like the size of a quarter on the si on your screen. So it's aptly tiny. Oh, that's your problem. Your TV's too small. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't actually show you where he is. It just shows you what direction. So you don't know if there's something between you and him and the whole map is kind of dark and he blends into everything because the dead leaves that are on every surface, he's also made of those leaves. 
wow. They, uh... Oh, that's your problem. Shitty game design. <laughs> yes! And a small TV. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, but so it's supposed th- to be a puzzle the, boss? Is that like I don't even the, know. The that's that's right the here. most frustrating part. I mean, there's other frustrating parts. Like the, uh, there were some levels that I thought were legitimately really cool. There's a part where you're fighting a boss on a moving train through the city, and it's really cool because you see like, you know, remnants of your castle in the background, and there's the there's the moon there, and it's just your silhouette of you know your character fighting other guys and stuff like that. And it's like this is fucking awesome. And then, the boss, and then the boss jumps forward in the train, and you have to sneak through this car where there's another one of those fucking big guys and your only cover is a chest high wall that you just kind of hide behind and this guy's walking towards you and you're like fuck closed door behind me I can't jump in front of him because he'll fucking kill me no open window what the fuck do I do it took me about eight tries just to get past that one fucking guy wait a minute you just explained the entire plot to Under Siege 2 (laughs) Like, all you need was Steven Seagal, and you had the movie. <laughs> I'm sure a mod will come up for the PC version. Wow. So, I, 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 I don't even know what it is. It really is a case of bad level design and stuff like that. And I want to use another example here. This is the part where I got stuck last week, where I mentioned. So, early on in the game, you go through this area that's just... You know, it's very demonic, very hellish. You know, it's really cool, really well done. You can tell they put a lot of detail into it. You walk into this one specific room. You're supposed to be going after these these three sisters to try to get your chaos magic back. As you do. I mean, that's how I get my chaos magic back. (laughs) I just use Amazon. (laughs) So you walk into this room and it's filled with lava. As well, yeah, usually I mean, is, I mean, you know, standard Wednesday night, and you're looking on your mini map, and there's a little indicator showing where you should go, and you look over, and it's just like, okay, there's no way to jump over it, and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna look around. So you start looking around. The only other thing in this room is a portal that will transport you from the castle to the city. But if you go to the city, you'll just keep looking around, and you won't find anything that you can progress with. You can't go back to your. You can't go back to the the headquarters, you can't go back to talk to Zobak, you can't go back to your cathedral, you can't go back to anywhere except for back to this room. Eventually, if you do enough rooting around, you'll get to the top of a cliff where you'll find a little keyhole and you're just like, well, I just used my only key on the door to get in here because that's literally the first key in the entire game that you get and you can't get another one at that point. So you're just like, okay, this is either a glitch or this isn't the way I'm supposed to go. Okay, and so I scoured the entire map six times trying to figure out how to go past this, like, lava and stuff like that. And I did a lot of trial and error trying to see if I could, like, jump and somehow teleport or, like, dodge jump or something. There's no double jump until almost the very end of the game, so that's... Anyway. (laughs) Back to mechanics. So it wasn't until I got a hold of another reviewer that said, as soon as you walk in, don't go forward, go to the right. Which is like, <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly like Coach problem with Shadow the Colossus. How's it feel, pal? So How's it feel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so fun on that side of the fence, isn't it? This is more complicated. 
So he says, when you walk into that room, go to the right, there'll be an island that appears to be useless. But when you stand on that island, there's going to be a chain right in front of you. You have to jump on that chain, and then the chain will start going down. You have to climb up quickly and then jump to the next chain over, and then the rest of it should be self-explanatory. Wait, whoa, 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 hang on. <laughs> My point here is... Wait, wait, I, I, I'm sorry. I need to process what you just said. So there's, a, there's an apparently useless island with a chain that's going down that you have to climb up? Uh, the, it's a very large chain. But it's going down, and you have to climb up. Yeah, you yeah. played Mario. I what? It's it's basically the case of you have to you can't be on the chain for very long because the chain will speed up and how it's going down. The chain is moving. Yes. Well, only when you stand on it or climb on it. I'm not gonna get this going. <laughs> But this entire time, there was absolutely no indication whatsoever that I could even climb on that chain. And before anyone says, well, yeah, there shouldn't be indications of climbing on anything. No, every single time you can climb on something in the environment, there's a fucking annoying little cluster of bats just <laughs> circling around it. I'm not kidding. If you play the game, you'll see just like a puff of smoke and a bunch of bats and you'll hear that. You know, you'll hear them. It's like, I can climb on something nearby. Not on the chains. <laughs> so let me get this straight. So I had whoa, no whoa, whoa. way of knowing that I was supposed to get on this fucking chain. So this entire world has organized rodency. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean... It's just a case of really bad level design, and I couldn't be more disappointed. I mean, I think a lot of it is a case of they tried to have a little bit more exploration. It seems kind of like inspired by Arkham City almost. Hang on a second. You said you could not be more disappointed? Did it kill a member of your family? Okay, I could be more disappointed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, you know, it looks... <laughs> I'm just putting things into context here. Oh, okay. I was like, what game did you play? <laughs> no, no game has killed a member of my family. Okay, very clear. <laughs> that he likes to talk about. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that he can talk about, probably. <laughs> so, it seems like with Lords of Shadow 2, they tried to open up exploration, kind of give it that Castlevania-y feel, where you could, you know, take powers you get later on and go back to later, uh, earlier sections and get, like, upgrades and stuff like that, which I'm fine with. The first game wasn't like that. The first game was relatively linear, except occasionally you could go off the beaten path and suddenly, hey, there's shit here. You know. Ew. <laughs> not literal shit. Well, all the bats flying around, I mean, it's inevitable. <laughs> I mean, there's still a ton of upgrades and other collectibles and stuff to find in Lords of Shadow 2, but a lot of it just seems too difficult for anyone to find, whether they're trying to find it or not. Forced backtracking is potentially the most annoying way to ex extend gameplay length. I agree. Like coming yes. off of Pikmin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, like the number like I've been yeah. here. I'm done. Why yeah. am I back here? Yeah. 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 So now cuz apparently you weren't done because that one wall that you couldn't break down until you got the fucking yellow Pikmin has like <laughs> 50 more fruit behind it. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I feel wow, sorry. I feel I feel we've taken this personal. <laughs> I'm with you. There's places. I'm working on Fable and I'm like, "Oh yeah. I remember that." Could have done that while I was here, but you know what? That's fine. That's cool. So, Mike, all right, and 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 this is this this is devil's advocate. But are you more critical of this since you are so high on the first one? Is it like, is it that that like fall from grace for you? Why you kind of? I mean, obviously it's not that great, but like, is it is it more detrimental to you because of how high you put the first one on your list? 
I think th- I think that is a large part of it. I think I'm so disappointed in the second game because of how much I loved the first game, but that's definitely not something that's exclusive to the Lords of Shadow series. You know, imagine if, you know, Fable 4 came out and suddenly oh, I don't. it suddenly was nothing like any of the other Fable oh, yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that it's part of your review. I'm just so saying... So I, I am probably harping on it a little bit more, but a lot of it really is just, like, uh, gameplay oh, yeah. design that... Uh, I really need to stop dropping my notes. <laughs> I need to duct tape those to your leg. Apparently. A lot of it really is just like, I can't imagine how this got past QA. Yeah. Like, the fact, the, the fact that some of these things, especially the Agraeus section, the fact that some of this stuff made it past hundreds of people who've seen the game before release just boggles my mind. Boy, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're like, you know, personally taking it and all that stuff. Right. Like, a 90-10, there's a 10% where you're like, guys, you've really just kind of slapped me in the face. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do have good things to say about the game. The graphics are still phenomenal. They're some of the best backdrops I've seen on this console generation as we're getting into the new ones. You know, I mean, Castlevania... uh, So this is the previous console generation, to be clear. Previous, you know, 360, PS3, etc. So it's retro. It's technically retro. (laughs) The soundtrack is still phenomenal. The the eye roll that, that the listeners missed from VJ is amazing because we had a conversation off off air one one day today maybe I don't know. <laughs> <One day. laughs> but I was like it's one of those time shift things where he he got a future game because he got it early for review on a retro console. <laughs> Imagine perpetually VJ being that guy from uh, that classic brain exploding gift from Scanners. But the game is very impressive artistically. Like I said, the graphics are phenomenal. A lot. There's a couple parts where I just had Gabriel stand on like a cliff and just like the moon was in the sky and like the castle was off in the distance. I'm like, this would be a great wallpaper on a computer or something like that. And that's you know a compliment for people like us. You know, there are a lot of great backdrops, a lot of great moments, a lot of great effects. The combat is still, you know, really fluid and stuff like that. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The same composer from the other two games returns. Um, but, I mean, just... So, uh, so basically, they filled all their buckets correctly. They just didn't fill the, the, the story. Like, not even the story, just like the... The alluring buckets, like you have your standard buckets of like graphic sound, obviously you know right. that they're like this is good, this is great, but right. like the the lack of term meat, they kind of left a little it, raw. It really it feels like they tried to, they didn't want to completely like copy and paste the original game. That makes sense. But with the well, yeah, it's fine. They didn't want to copy and paste the original game with just a different story, which I'm completely okay with. But at the same time. That's all. That's honestly all they should have done. Like, give it a, give it the modern setting, give it, you know, give it a, a little bit of a better story, but don't add anything else. Yeah. Like, you know, put some of the. Pu- I could have. I could imagine some great like modernized puzzles involving like you know, especially in the factory area, if there's a lot of mechanic type oh, stuff, yeah. you know. But it, it, they just didn't do that. They so just decided to do it with stealth sections. This should have been one of those games that wasn't broke and they shouldn't have fixed. Right. But they did. Right. And broke it. <laughs> right. It almost sounds like this was solely made to cash in on people that were fans of the first game. Because this does not sound like a good See, game. I, I, I really don't want to think that way because I love what Mercury Steam did with the original game. Have they done anything aside from these no. Castlevania games? No. 
They said they wanted to work on uh, Contra, another popular Konami franchise. Yes. Like, th- that has never been rebooted, right? Contra has just only ever been... Technically, it's wrong. Contra. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's been it's... reissued. I wouldn't say rebooted. Right. Yeah. Right. No, they've, they've never, like, looked at it seriously. You know, and that was... And that's why I looked at... You know, when that story broke a couple years ago, when I looked at what they did with Lords of Shadow, and I'm like... That's fine. Give them Contra. Let them, you know, make it into fucking whatever. It's just looking at what they did with the first Lords of Shadow. It's just like, yes, no problem. I mean, people can bastardize Bionic Commando. I mean, like, freaking give somebody Contra. <laughs> I, actually, I actually enjoyed the reboot for Bionic Commando. That's my point. <laughs> I, say, I would probably get down on some FPS Contra. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> Multiplayer, no campaign. Uh, I hate you right now. <laughs> no, you can't, do, you can't do that to Contra. I would start a movement on Twitter and be like, no, 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 campaign Contra. It would have to have co-op. Yes. It would absolutely oh, have yes. to have co-op. Yes. Anyway, before we get any deeper into how they should handle Contra, which probably won't happen now. So after everything, you've had good things to say, you've had bad things to say. So who should play this game? I think you should play this game if you're willing to grin and bear it through a couple of bad gameplay choices for the sake of artistic direction. You know, like I said, the game has a lot of great things going for it in terms of aesthetics and occasionally in story. But you're going to have to go through some rough times for it. You got to work for it. Yeah. And who should not play this game? You shouldn't play this game if you get frustrated easily by uh, <laughs> gameplay mechanics that don't necessarily work the way they're supposed to. Um, also, if you can't manage to figure out anything on your own and you aren't a fan of exploring, um, you know the the game does a good job at throwing endless tutorials at you, but none of them really help a ton in terms of like. Context. Yeah, with with the complaints you had, it doesn't sound like the tutorials helped with the stuff you needed tutorials for. Not at all. (laughs) All right, so here's one interesting question. Go on. And and this works out because I've I've always wondered about this. Would you suggest playing it if I haven't played the first one? No. no, it's one of those. No. Like, if nothing. anything, play the first one, play yeah. Mirror of Fate, and no, no, leave no. it. But, but, I'm just, <laughs> but I'm just saying, if, obviously in this case, but I'm saying like as a sequel, is it playable without playing the first one? I mean, it is. Um, you're going to be kind of lost on it. Because a lot of the events that happen in the first game are important to the second game. And even some events that happen in Mirror of Fate are important to the second game, but not as much so. Um, you could jump right into Lords of Shadow 2 and understand pretty much everything, but things like, you know, the fact that you're playing as Dracula and how he got there, it's not going to be nearly as impactful okay. if you don't see how yeah. that came to be. You know, there's people like out there who, you know, well, that came out, I'll, I'll miss that half. But right. there are some games where you can't miss that half. I didn't know if that was one of these. Right. No, I would not. I would not recommend playing Lords of Shadow Two without at least playing the first one. Hopefully, you can also play Mirror of Fate because the because the first two Lords of Shadow games are legitimately very good. Um, the second one, I mean, you'll make your own decisions here. Um, I I did enjoy myself through parts of it, but for every moment of enjoyment, there was a moment of frustration. So it's it's I'm really torn on it. I have one more question: If you haven't played any of these games. Like I have. If you play just Lords of Shadow, mm-hmm. are you going to be okay? Just the original Lords of Shadow? Yes. Yes. Um, the Lords of Shadow franchise was meant as a reboot to the Castlevania series, so all the lore is just wiped clean. So, I mean, there's a couple there's a couple of nods in all three Lords of Shadow games to previous Castlevania games. Like, in the beginning of Lords of Shadow 2, Dracula utters the famous line, What is a man but a miserable little pile of secrets from Symphony of the Night, which was on the PS1. 
He doesn't say it within any context that makes sense, but he says it. Um, so there's nods to old. Ki- there's even a, there's even an achievement in Lords of Shadow Two where if you make wall chicken, <laughs> you remember that? I, I, what? In the first Castlevania game, in the very first level, there's a wall you can break, and there's a chicken in the wall, and that became a legendary joke yeah. over the past twenty seven years. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I mean, there'll be nods to old Castlevania games and stuff like that, but in terms of if you just start with Lords of Shadow, everything is completely, like, fresh. But if you start and finish on Lords of Shadow, it doesn't end on a cliffhanger, you'll be okay? It doesn't technically end on a cliffhanger. I mean, it will make you curious to see what happens, but knowing that the second game really isn't worth sitting through if you aren't willing to go through a lot of punishment for it... Cliff note it. Cliff note it. You know, you you could be you could I would personally I would have been satisfied just completely just with Lords of Shadow One and that's it. Okay. You know, for what it's worth. I mean, it's it's in my top five games of all time. You know, if if Lords of Shadow Two never existed, I'd be totally fine with. That's it. why I'm asking because you raved about the first one. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you literally bought me a copy, yeah. and you were so, not you raving know. about the second one. Yeah, you're not yeah. raving about the second one, and I don't own a 3ds, so. Clear, I'm not going to play that one either. Well, Mirror of Fate is available in HD form as an uh, arcade title. Oh, so okay. Well, at least I you could that. play it if you wanted to. Oh, if you wanted to go the distance. Okay, you won't, but you could. All right. <laughs> um, well, so um, so full disclosure: this review is based on a copy of the game that was provided to us by Konami for review purposes. The game is published by Konami, developed by Mercury Steam. It was released on February 18th. 25th? 25th. The game was released on February 25th, 2014. Uh, From start to finish, the whole game took me about 15 hours. I did not get a final percentage in that. Um, I did go off the beaten path for a while, collect as many collectibles as I could. I got both of my mastery levels for weapons up to two out of, I think, a possible max of three... But I don't know. I'm not sticking around with the game long enough to figure out what the max is. I'm sorry. I know you just said it, but how many hours did it take you? 15 hours. Okay. Keep in mind, three of those hours were the Agraeus <laughs> section. Boy. Yeah. So. Hopefully you guys can create your own opinion based on that. Um, like I said, I'm really torn on the game just because I like the first one and stuff like that. But for any of you guys that still have questions, let's get to our mailbag for the day. <laughs> So, of course, because we reviewed Castlevania... Well, I reviewed Castlevania. You guys were sitting here looking pretty. Especially Charlie over there. Thanks. (laughs) See, I can give you confidence occasionally. Thank you. If you ever call me pretty, I swear. Which is why I did call you pretty. Uh, Roger says, How similar is the game to Lords of Shadow 1 or other current action platformers out currently? Um... It's relatively similar. I mean, you know, the combat, like I said, is still, like, you've got your basic, like, light attacks and heavy attacks, just like, you know, other action games and stuff like that. The platforming itself is very linear, kind of like, almost like Uncharted, but not quite as, like, you know... So it's very run of the but it's very run of the mill. Yeah, you know, there's really nothing. There's uh, nothing outside the box. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a Castlevania game. If you're into Castlevania <laughs> games and you're into the, like God of War style games, you'll enjoy the premise, but you might get frustrated at the gameplay mechanics. As you know, I've beat into the ground at this point uh, for three hours. Yeah, no kidding. And of course, we've got a uh, email from Songbird this week. She says, Dear Viking Jesus Goat and Technotronicorn, she didn't even capitalize your name this time, Goat. 
been demoted. It happens. Are, are you guys fighting or something? Probably. You okay. are a lesser goat. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mailbag non-answer. Are there any Easter eggs in the game? What kind of Easter eggs would you guys add in this game based on the modern setting? Does it have anything to do with sparkles? I don't think I see. Did you see any rabbits in the game? Any rabbits? Yeah. No. Is, is that anything other than a Twilight reference with the sparkles? I'm assuming it's a Twilight reference. Okay. Um, yeah, I mentioned there's a couple Easter eggs, like a couple nods to previous Castlevania games. There's some characters that make a return. Um... You know, there's an achievement if you manage to make wall chicken, which I didn't find. Apparently, I suck at making wall chicken. I didn't even find any chickens, so... Well, he's know. obviously in a wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, not, not a ton. What Easter eggs would we add? You know what I would do? Hmm. I would have some kind of, like, you know, like an energy drink with Dracula's face on it. But, like, you know, like, drink blood, you know, stuff like that. Just stupid little stuff like that. Yeah, that definitely falls in that category. <laughs> I'm not far behind you. I would want something to where one of the... Because, I mean, of all the lore and all that, have some of the fathers come out and be like, I am your father, randomly. <laughs> um, <laughs> given the uh, clear inspiration to Arkham City, I think it would be really funny if we saw um, a, a Joker-type character somewhere in the game. Voiced by Hamill. No, he wouldn't do it. Thanks I just think that with the with the fan base of Castlevania, I mean, mm -hmm. like obviously, I, I'm going to make some assumptions here. I'm going to say that the fan base of Castlevania is going to be very aware of vampire pop culture. Unfortunately, yes. And so, I mean, like, especially you know, considering where her email started, having a item that one could consume in the game that mm -hmm. would be called like sparkle juice that would. <laughs> Take your like, like make you sparkly, but take your hit points down to one or something like that. <laughs> I think that would be a good Easter egg. I don't know. I would simultaneously love that and hate that. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be forced to use it by any means. It would just be like an item. Yeah, but I'd be curious, and then I'd be like sparkly no. juice. Oh no, no, no! But then it gets better because then you get the achievement that's for zero points that says vampires don't sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I dig it. <laughs> Uh, Songbird says, not to be a stick in the mud, but everyone gets stuck now and then in games. I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where should a developer draw the line in the sand when it comes to fairness in their games? I remember how foolish it was for me to try to beat Champion Road in Mario 3D World without the Tanuki suit. I'm not getting that reference, but it's been a while since I've played it. 3D World or 3D Land? Whatever. Um... Where should a developer draw the line in the sand when it comes to fairness ooh, in their ooh, games? Ooh, I got the answer to this. Uh, uh, goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know what's funny? I had, um, you know, I, I had a, I had a friend ask me if I was looking forward to Dark Souls 2, and I told them no because I hadn't played the original. And they said, well, why not? And I said, well, because it's a game that prides itself on challenge, and that's one of the last things I'm looking for in a video game. I'm in it more for, like, art direction and stuff like that. And they're like, well, Dark Souls has art. And I'm like, I know, but that's not what they're focusing on. Right. It's like, I understand that Dark Souls has its own atmosphere and stuff like that, but, but I don't want to have to kill myself over it in order to enjoy Thank it. you. I'm right there with you. See, and you missed the line. Because, yes, Dark Souls does have art, but I'm not willing to put 34 months into seeing all that art <laughs> because I can only go three feet at a time in the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why Gamerhead Radio is going to buy 
TJ, who we had on the show, Dark Souls tool for two for his birthday because he's such a fan, and I can't put enough sarcasm on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, so you're being sarcastic, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> we should record that. It'll be an official Gamerhead broadcast. <laughs> Here you go, buddy. Gets fine, dying. Fine, fine. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a running needles joke right now in our practice space. Dark is, Souls is we're all yeah. Is everybody's gonna buy each other Dark Souls too? Because oh we all God. love it. Just real quick, I just want to throw in there, right there, right. This is the perfect example of why I'm a fan of difficulty levels in games. I want the option of being able to play on easy or casual or whatever you want to call it for people who just want the story of the game. They want, they want to play it like they watch a movie and just yeah. get through mm -hmm. it and move on to the next one and also have the intermediate and then final options of Dark Souls level where it's like <laughs> you're going to be playing this game for months in order to get through right. it. I want every game to have that. Right, exactly. Every single game I, to I, have that. I, and I, I, I every literally could not agree more with you. <laughs> but every every single M title has to have the last last level of difficulty be good fucking luck. <laughs> yeah, because that'll get by in an E-rated game. I said every M. Oh, okay. Every M. That's what it has to say. <laughs> I miss. I misheard you. Uh, Including other M. Uh, no, that we should don't probably talk about other M. Yeah, here. that should probably just be never happened. <laughs> Songbird says, "I wish I was a kid again so I could fit in that new Mario Kart ride-on vehicle coming out soon." Yes. If, if a, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think all of us. Someone posted it in the Players Club, didn't they? So, and, yeah, and all of so. us collectively said, "Yes, I'm yes. willing to chop off my knees in order." I to I would fit. drive that to work. <laughs> and I have an hour commute normally. <laughs> but you could be on the sidewalk then. I don't think that's necessarily legal. <laughs> well, I don't think it's a street legal vehicle, so I think that's my only option. Oh. <laughs> and it and in rush hour traffic, he's just saved thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it has a top speed of like. 20, so... You're still going faster than rush hour traffic. Just, just let go get a hang of it. You can soup it up for you. Have you take off the governor, and I'll be going... Yeah, I'll be fine. We'll, we'll modify it. Yeah. It'll do 70. Yeah. <laughs> if a gaming vehicle came out kitty-sized, which one would you have wanted most as a kid? Uh, a Wait, fully functioning R-wing. Like kitty with two Ds or kitty with two Ts? Ds. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's an important distinction. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if she said cat or kid. There's a difference between, yay, this is fun, and meow. Yeah. Well, that and the fact that a kid requires a larger vehicle than a cat. So. I would still want a fully functioning R-Wing. You would. You would. So we need to take a video game vehicle and make it kid size. Well, if you wanted it as a kid. Oh, and I I played the shit out of Star Fox sixty four when I was a kid. So an uh, R wing would be like this is fucking awesome. Besides mm -hmm. having you know a spaceship to fly around as a seven year old. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that would be. Uh, I would definitely take the with Samus's spaceship. Yeah, just because it looks cool. Charlie, you know, I get where you guys are coming from, but I just want a jetpack. Just any jetpack. I mean, like I'm thinking of like. Jetpack Joyride, for example, but that thing was dangerous, so I'm not going to say that, that one specifically. Wasn't machine gun attached to his back? Um, yes, which is why I say it's kind of dangerous, because <laughs> I'd be killing everybody below me, and I don't want to do that, because I like people. Um, that and the fact that how would that work to get anywhere of relevance? You'd have to carry more weight and ammo to even get that. 
Okay, we're not talking about actual <laughs> physics here. <laughs> Don't complicate the issue. It's a video game. He brought up killing people, so I thought we were going real. <laughs> I'm, but I'm just saying, like, like spaceships, like Samus' ship and, and Arwing. I see where this is going. You just want to save on parking. <laughs> just general complexity. <laughs> because when you have an object that large... Mm -hmm. Hello. Um... There's just a lot more complexity. There's a lot more to worry about. I just want an object that's strapped to my back that can just shoot me into the air and take me where I need to go. Like, not have to worry about roads, not have to worry about traffic patterns, not have to worry about anything. Uh huh. Have you seen the R-Wings and Samus' spaceship? I mean, they, they yes. don't... Well, they, they well, don't well, I mean, it. not in person. I don't know what <laughs> wait, you're asking. Wait, 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 Samus' wait. ship doesn't need a runway. Whoa, whoa, hold on here. And I'm with you on the whole simple... But I'm also going to side with me a mic because it was negative 70 degrees out <laughs> and I have inside in my vehicle. Okay, that is a valid point. <laughs> so if I were to live in Florida, I would like a jetpack. Okay. Since I'm in Illinois, I guess, okay, fine, you've convinced me I would like an enclosed spaceship. You're right. We Damn did it. Wait yeah. You win, uh, you win. Now Mother Nature wins. Uh, Songbird concludes with many people are complaining about the stealth sections in Lords of Shadow 2. What? <laughs> no. no. I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Songbird. <laughs> but it could be worse. No. <laughs> Who do you guys think would be the worst gaming character to play as for stealth missions and why? A Colossi. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if the tables were turned and you Doosh. were trying like 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 I'm like, sneaking. <laughs> where did that colossi go? <laughs> I can't find him anywhere. <laughs> See, you know, I have a different take on that because I think Link would be the worst one. Because every He's five, silent. No, no, no. Because every five feet, you'd be, hey, listen. <laughs> like, shut up, bitch. So we're trying to get through this. <laughs> he has a bottle. He can put her in. I just don't think she'll shut up. Then she echoes. <laughs> in the bottle. So what's he going to do? Throw it over here? And she's like, hey, listen. He's like, walk over here. <laughs> Technically, that's an option. That's a great idea for a Zelda stealth kit. Nintendo don't do a Zelda stealth kit. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, just just aptly title it. Just just be honest with us and call it fairy abuse. <laughs> I'm just imagining he puts knob in a bottle and just hey, <laughs> and then he just does the the uh, the cleansing of his hands and goes, oh god, twenty fucking years. And that's done. <laughs> that's all I had to do. <laughs> wow. Oi. Um, I think it would be difficult to play a stealth game as Bowser. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because he's always, you know, yelling at things. Yeah. Also, he's massive, and he makes the same sound a Colossus makes when he walks. <laughs> I don't know, because <laughs> Bowser is this weird mix of cunning and dumb. <laughs> But at least he has the cunning going for him, so at least there's that. He's you know, a dude, bro. You know who? You know who would be horrible to self game? Sonic. 
Well, yes. Because he has to go fast everywhere, and every time he steps, he makes fucking beeping noises. <laughs> well, that most stealth things are slow. <laughs> exactly. He'd be horrible. There. Sonic, he'd be horrible to stealth games. Sega, don't make a stealth game with Sonic. <laughs> there you have. Oh. <laughs> so... Thank you, Songbird, of course, for your email and the entertaining questions. <laughs> I don't know if you knew exactly how much I was going to rant about Lords of Shadow 2, but you uh, hit, hit the, the nail, nail on the head. right on the head. <laughs> you, beat it, you beat that nail in as far as he did about oh, Lords of Shadow stuff. Oh, my God. Anyway, Goat, you've got shows coming up at the end of the month, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. One of them, actually, at the moment, I have is March 22nd at Endzone Bar and Grill. In Aurora, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a sports bar. It is. It is a bar and grill. So it's a sports bar. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be us, Fatal Havoc, Catapult, The Propaganda, and another opener. Can't remember. Uh, they just switched it up. Yeah. Um, we had one drop off, one pick up. Uh, it's uh, at 8 p.m., 21 and older. Um not sure about cover and all that stuff yet. Details to be announced soon. Uh, with even less details than that, we are going to be at Back Bar in Janesville on the 29th. Janesville, Wisconsin. Uh, then the 29th, the following Saturday. Uh, that's all the details I have on that one. But as things break, I will bring them to you. Yeah. And don't forget, the Holy Misconception EP is out at 29needles.com. Right? You can buy the Holy Misconception EP from 29 Needles at store.29needles.com. You're welcome, goat. Yeah, thanks. I can't remember any uh, web addresses, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. It's uh, it's good stuff. Three bucks. Or donate. Or more if you want to. Yeah, if you want to be nice and donate, like some chaps in this room, uh, it's cool, too. What do you got, Charlie? Well, um, at the very least, I would like to plug the uh, Samsung Galaxy Note 3 and its amazing <laughs> ability for making um, slow motion live videos. <laughs> the context of which will not make any sense to anybody else. But um, it is my new phone and it makes amazing, amazing slow motion live videos. Oh, man, that happened. Okay. I what? Didn't, just didn't know how far that promo was going. He's not mentioning details. Good, good. All I'm saying is windmills, people. <laughs> Use your imagination. Aside from that, um, I'm uh, nowhere near as interesting as, the, uh, as these other two fellas, so I'll go ahead and I'll mention, uh, if you want to talk about video games with the rest of the people in this group, go ahead and join the three of us in the Players Club on Facebook, as well as a whole bunch of other people. Uh, if you want to talk about Android, go ahead and look up Android for Everyone. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. Amazingly, I found out the Google Plus community over there has about ten times the participation of the Facebook group. So, hooray for Google+. Uh, if you want to talk Wahoo. about... If you want to talk about uh, computer-related stuff, go ahead and look up the mouse click, like C-L-I-Q-U-E. Yeah, clever. I, thanks. And if you want to look, uh, if you want to talk about iOS and Apple-related stuff, look up Curiosity. Aside from that, uh, I'm relatively boring, but you can find me in all of those places. And for once, I'll go ahead and I'll put out. Um, if you want to find me on Xbox Live, you can find me at Cellmate77. Um, I am the same on PSN, and also, uh, oh, I am also Tek Charlie on Steam. 
But you all know that Charlie hates multiplayer games, so there's that. Please, you can see what I'm playing and what I'm doing. Because uh, you care so much, I guess. I don't know. Because they didn't listen do. to the first segment of the show, or what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got a show coming up April 4th in at the Courthouse Pub in Goshen, Indiana. I'm playing with a couple other local bands. Um, no cover. So just show up, have a few drinks, listen to me play video game music for an undisclosed amount of time. Uh, also, somewhat soon, I'm going to be releasing a new song. Um, uh, it's it, it's an original song. It's not a video game one, but it's particularly important to me because I'm going to be putting it up for sale, um, and then all the proceeds are going to be going towards... Um, uh, I need to do more research on this, but all the proceeds will be going towards uh, suicide prevention. Um, that'll be up sometime soon. Look, keep an eye out for it. I'll post it up when it gets up and stuff like that. Other than that, if you like what you hear, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamerHeadRadio. Follow us on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio. I'm at Viking Games Live. He's at Sir Goatsworth. He's at T-E-K Charlie. We're on Google+. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on our own website, GamerHeadRadio.com. We're on Google Play with the official GamerHead Radio app. It's free. Please download it. Give us five stars. We'd really appreciate that. Um, whatever it is you listen to us on, please five star us, upvote us, plus one us, thumbs up us. Be careful with that last one. Oh, whatever. belly. <laughs> I'm really creeped out to be in the same room as Charlie right now. Uh, Whatever really? it is on whatever medium you listen to us on, please give us ratings that are good. We'd really appreciate it. Out of this entire show, that was what creeped you out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God, you're a strange person. Uh, if you have any questions, quandaries, conundrums, or concerns, or comments, you can email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com, or you can use the official GamerHead Radio hotline, which we'll never answer, but we'll listen to your voicemails. Um, the number for We may is, answer it. We may answer it. We probably won't, but who knows? It's like a lottery. The possibility does exist. <laughs> Uh, call us at 94926GAMER. Of course, if you want to get in contact with us, you can get in contact with us with any of the other social media accounts that we've mentioned here. Other than that, this episode of Gamerhead Radio has been brought to you by Belmont's Rat Extermination and Wall Chicken. Two things that should never, ever be combined, but now they are. And hopefully you enjoy them. This has been Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> Join the. F- you might want to try that all over again. You said this group. <laughs> yes, the three of us. Oh, okay. Fuck, fucking whatever. I just it sounded weird. <laughs> Go ahead and join the three of these people. And oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> really, I didn't see God come by. Take three. <laughs> Go ahead and join the three of us in the players' club on face. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I just got his take, and yet you canned it. Literally, can't it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're gonna have a lot of meat to work with these tracks this week. <laughs>